The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. Hello, thank you, everyone listening. This is, of course, The Gutter Skypes, episode 24. Following our schedule of alternating games, last week we had Cartoon Action Hour. Today, we return to Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. Present for this recording, Andros, role-playing Pard. Blind Geek, role-playing Kuruk. Mark Kinney, role-playing Captain Carlison. And improving as I go in the role of Game Master myself, Anum5. I also step in with a few dice rolls for Nikki as she was unable to join this session, but we trust that she will be back for the next. Certainly hope so. A lot of fun there. Okay, where am I going here? This particular recording, something to say about this one. It was uh, was of extreme value to me, for sure, because the rules and the game mechanics are followed along uh, for, for a ship encounter, as well as player character and non-player character duels. So a lot of the play points and questions that arise are resolved, to the best of our knowledge anyway, and and our interpretation of the guidelines and the procedures in the Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies text. And uh, I'll just convey my thanks once more to the Gutter Skypes for their expertise and their patience, because it... It very effectively clarified how to go about sorting and using the correct nuts and bolts of it all. So, uh, so there's there, there's plenty of action. Well, there's there's plenty of action, and the usual gutter skypes goofiness is going on. Uh, I'm more than confident about folks listening to this session and actually learning more about what gets rolled and when and what gets marked down where on the character sheets for Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. Okay, before getting to the actual session, I just have two quick listener feedback items to share. They came up after the recording, and I don't want too many weeks to go go by before they get mentioned. And here they are. Number one, this, this listener did not include a particular name or a handle for public use in in the email. I mean, I I can identify who it is, but I can't do it without giving away a part of their email address. So I'll just read what they wrote, and here it is. Hi, I know that the Hollow Earth game is now over, so these comments are a bit late, but I've been running a hex game and wanted to hear how someone else handled things. Uh, Just listened to session three, and noted the surprise of some regarding the existence of the Thule Society. I think you'll find that much of the material in the source books is based on real-world cults and societies. You may also be interested to know that Flight of the Eagle, Hollow Earth Expeditions, page 4 to 11, is based on the real explorers 
from 1897 who died in an attempt to cross the North Pole in a balloon. Although I'm sure the actual journal of Knut Frankel had no mention of dinosaurs and a hollow earth. And there's a Wikipedia link given specifically to that Arctic balloon expedition, which I will put in the show notes for this, for this episode. In fact, they even made a movie about it in Swedish. And there's a Wikipedia link to information about the film. All right. Uh, final, final word of that communique there is bye. Okay. If you please, uh, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you very much. Many thanks to for that input regarding our Hollow Earth episodes. Please write in again and let us know what name you, uh, what name for you is good to go with uh, on these on these episodes. Next next email is a well, it's actually it's both an email and a form entry. It's from Dan, and he writes, Adam, I'm one of the guys who formed a voiceover internet protocol role-playing game on the Gutter Stripes forums. I thought that you and the other Gutter Stripes might be interested in checking out the actual play reports I posted on RPG Geek about uh, our two sessions so far. And there are links to those play reports, which, again, I will include in the show notes for this episode. I really enjoy the show. Keep up the good work, Dan. Thank you very much, Dan. Incredible amount of work there, uh, transcribing that much information, I think. Really, check it out, folks. You'll uh, go to those links. You'll find, uh, well, you'll, you'll see what I mean. He did not cut corners. Very thorough stuff. Okay, so uh, thank you again, Dan. See, there it is. There's at least one group already formed. They've already gotten together uh, through the gutter Skype section of the IDDF4S forums. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not organizing any of this. It's just the space is there for you to use if you want to find out who's interested in what and form your own groups. It's, uh, it's work done entirely by you guys. There's no, and, of course, there's no limit to how many groups can meet up there and plan their strategy for getting together over, over the Internet. How do you do it? You go to www.anim5.com. Click on the uh, Gutter Stripes link or the little yellow yellow dummy for the uh, International Detective Dragons from Outer Space link. Both of those pages have an ad on the right-hand side for joining the IDDFOS forums. Put in the username, click that, put in the username IDDFOS and the password Veranda, and you're in. Sign yourself up. Okay, no more, no more intro to the show. Time for a recording part of the show. So what do you know? Joe, let's have a go. The Gutter Skypes episode... Yes, that was lame. And it sucked eggs. Too bad. The Gutter Skypes episode 24. Caldoon Carnage. Please enjoy. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what time... <laughs> It never matters what time. It's always like, all right, I gotta get this, I gotta get that, I gotta get this, I gotta get that. Where's the dog? Where's the coffee? Where's the thing? Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Hey there. Hey. Andros, Hello. we have achieved. We have achieved Andros. Yay. Okay. Wow. Uh, top of the top of the uh, evening's practicality news is uh, we will not have Nikki with us tonight. Ah. So um. 
we're gonna we're gonna carry on uh, as um, as four gutter skypes instead of five. It's uh, it's one of those things where uh, maybe we maybe one of the maybe one of you guys will end up uh, if you want to you can end up playing Ravena or we'll just um, give Ravena a s extremely low profile for this particular session. <laughs> And I, I think that that would work out fine too. But uh, she had one of them theater things. Mm. Uh, so I, and I've got a little email to read for that as well. Yeah, figured I'd let you know that now. Hi, how is everybody? Oh, doing pretty <laughs> good. Let me let me be the first to say on the official Gutter Skypes podcast. And I was going to try and get that he is an Englishman queued up but i didn't have a chance to and i may be getting the title wrong so that could be very embarrassing but uh congratulations mr kenny on the any award thank you well done definitely outstanding yeah i was i was going to go on with one of those things where well nothing much has happened since the last show so uh why don't we just (laughs) (laughs) but um that is excellent that's fantastic. And yes, absolute official congratulations. Thank you. The the funny thing is at not at actually at the award ceremony during the intermission when I was talking to uh Paul Tevis, who of course won it back uh two years ago. Mm-hmm. And as you know, there there wasn't a an individual podcast category last year. It got folded in with, with the with the fan websites. And the one thing that he had to to say to me was I'm glad I'm no longer the only one. <laughs> and I didn't, really, I didn't realize what he really meant until later when, much as Ryan Macklin did to him, I started getting the any award-winning podcaster Mark Kinney stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. I'll live somehow. But. Uh, no no yeah. pressure, though. No, no pressure to keep no. the quality up now. No. <laughs> Have you seen the increase from upcoming podcasters asking how they can improve their quality yet? <laughs> Not yet, but I'm sure that's coming. So. <laughs> well, well we, we could ask you, we, we being the gutter guy, <laughs> Mark, how could we... <laughs> Yeah, as as a as, 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 an, any award, as an any award-winning podcaster, um, I thought I'd ask you. I'm putting, I'm I'm planting azaleas this year, and I wanted to know what the best kind of mulch is for. Um, I mean, and I live in the northeast. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's I, don't, I don't think you want to plant azaleas. I don't want to plant anything. I I uh, I went to pick up some some. Uh, some stuff at the uh, local gardening center that had nothing to do with planting or gardening or anything, and uh, they were giving away free plants. And they said, G- you can go and pick out your plant now. I said, no, it'll be safer here than in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm just, I don't have the green thumb. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, what, what was it? Uh, Friday night. That's the part that uh, none mm-hmm. of us were present for. And I haven't actually heard it from the horse's mouth, so I'm just wondering if I don't know. Mark, I think you're the horse in this. Yeah, you're the horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Was it cool? Was it awesome? What happened? I was t- totally shocked, and I bungled the, uh, the, the, the uh, thank yous somewhat. That kind of thing. <laughs> just, I think you're I, supposed to. I, I was... Well, I was described as deer in headlights by someone who <laughs> saw me there. So, I mean, I mean seriously, I wasn't. I, I once they announced Order sixty six for the Le Silver, I wasn't expecting it after that. So, hmm. wow. <laughs> uh, I just think it's excellent, and I and, get, and we have audio record of Blind Geek having called it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to oh, win. Oh, that's true. That's right. Wow. You said it. You said, well, you're going to win, so we, you know. Well, you know, I tend to be a, pro- a visionary when it comes to like things like that, because there's nothing more flabbergasting to people than a blind visionary. So, you know, I, I had to I had you're, to do it. You used your gift to the merhorse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Gives no. the term insight a whole new meaning, I would say. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so now in another week or two, I'll find out about the like, Parsec, and we'll see how that goes. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, Dragon Con is what, this weekend? Like uh, Labor Day weekend. weekend. Oh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And you're going, right, right, Andros? I am. Hmm. That's going to be real exciting. Is uh, so, Tim the Enchanter going? Not this year. This, this year, uh, Ares is going. Ah, so Tim Tim might make another appearance next year. Cool. I'm sorry, you were about to say something else. Oh, just that uh, be kind of sad to go there and not have the rest of you there, but maybe next year for that too. I have my uh, fingers crossed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Hopefully, I say no. <laughs> any kind of a chance to get to Dragon Con or Gen Con would be cool. But uh, you know, being a realist here, my dog is looking at me saying, "No, no way." Yeah, <laughs> but things change. Things change. Yeah. Eric, you've been okay. Yeah. Yep. I am. Uh, my got. I got my Mac. I took her to the to the Mac hospital, and she got fixed up. So that's good. She just had some bad RAM that needed to be replaced. So I don't have to worry about weird things crashing and cutting out anymore, like I did the last few Skype games. Unfortunately, my USB headset was uh, not related to that. I was hoping maybe when the RAM got fixed, I would be able to plug that thing in and it would work just fine. But apparently it, it, was, it has ills of its own, and I'm not going to worry about it. I'll just keep using this mic unless, the, unless it sounds bad. I haven't heard. No, it's crystal clear. I, I just have to remember it. I can't, I can't do what I, what I sometimes do, which is I will sit on the floor to game I don't know why <laughs> and uh, and the computer will be sitting on the desk I, and I notice when I do that my voice gets really echoey and I sound like I'm I'm uh, over here you know so won't be doing that anymore all right you can't combine your yoga exercises with uh, with gaming <laughs> all right no the next strain is bad enough as it is when you try and do that, let alone the echoey effect. So, yeah. If I sent you a message uh, uh, through Skype, the in-Skype message thing, are you able to, to get those? Uh, I should be. All right, I'm going to try that then. 
You know what this means? This means that you can now do the classic GM technique of passing notes to your players. Yeah. Yeah, you're referring to someone that can multitask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, if somebody rolls a perception roll. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess it would be a long pause when you typed it out. I was thinking if, if, if someone had to roll a perception roll rather than having the thing, which happens all the time, but it's still kind of irritating where and it's just the nature of the beast for the most part, so it's not a... But where you say, okay, you, Andros, see a guard walking th down the corridor coming toward you in the distance. But because you tell him that and everybody hears, then, <laughs> then it's like we all saw it, whereas if you did it that way, <laughs> you could just have him make a perception, everybody make a perception roll and then you send the note, and then it's up to the player to divulge, or not to divulge, as he sees fit. Which is more like what the actual character would do if he saw something. It's a lot easier than saying, okay, everybody turn around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got, we got, we have emails. I checked iTunes, actually. I checked iTunes. It's the same three reviews that were there. No additional reviews have been placed on iTunes. Um, I, I wept for a while over that and then rocked back and forth and then finally took an aspirin and calmed myself down. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but look at it this way. We have three reviews, one of them being a five-star review. And many, many, many podcasts have none. So That's true, too. I thought they were all five-star. Aren't they all five-star? Maybe they are. I haven't actually... I hate to say it. I, I'll convince I myself this moment that they're all five-star reviews. But <laughs> well, well, even better. Yes. What we have actually is uh, multiple emails from uh, um, an, a new listener named Greg, and uh, I've split them up between the gutter Skypes, and uh, I believe Blind Geek is going to start first. Yes. Greg says... I'm a huge fan of Gutter Skypes. I never miss an episode. And when you have a new one up, it's the first podcast I listen to. And I'm thinking about running a Skype-based game and recording it for a podcast of my own. I'm sure you get asked this constantly, but what was your startup cost and what's the ongoing monthly rate for hosting and all? The other fees you end up paying. I want to give back to the community that's given me so much, but I can't exactly afford to break the bank doing it. Thanks in advance for your time, Greg. And I just realized that I, uh, because of the way the voice synthesizer was reading this to me, I took put a really awkward sentence break in there where there wasn't one. You so did? I did, and all, I said, and all, the fees you end up incurring. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> well, that's where the magic of editing comes in. That, that, yeah. And that's, that's, that's not, that, that hap that's happened like since ages ago. You can hear it in old-time radio. Why don't you join us? I have this day. Resolve to do so. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. So uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, excellent. Okay, cool. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Greg. Uh, that's the f uh, first part of his uh, first part of several emails. Just to address that, uh, uh, again, thanks for listening to the Gutter Skites. Glad it's one of your favorite shows. Yeah, absolutely. The, I did send... <clears throat> I sent information back to uh, 
I sent information back to him covering a whole bunch of stuff, probably stuff he already knew, maybe some he didn't. But I it I copied generically what the answer was so far as uh, what it's cost me and what it may cost other people, depending on how they do it, and placed it in a post in the Gutter Skype section of the forums uh, in the IDD FOS forum. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, uh, just go to www.anum5.com and you can get to the forums either through the Gutter Skypes link or the International Detective Dragons from Outer Space link. Uh, yeah, look look, look for a, a very long post that covers pretty much a breakdown. And theoretically, I think we came up with the... I, I came up with it anyway. Theoretically, you can produce a regular podcast for two major costs. One is your time. And boy, is that major, uh, as far as putting a podcast out. And the other, the cost of your internet connection, because there are free services out there. I guess the mm-hmm. warning here is you get what you pay for, but you have to research that yourself. Uh, anybody else have uh, input on that? Yes, the cost that that Mark and, and, or, and Andros and I pay is for this podcast is pretty much, well, nothing. So, if you want to uh, donate to the cause, feel free to. Well, um, we get we get to that. I think in a, in another part of his email, actually, a very, a very well, practical, a very practical way uh, to go ahead and donate to the cause. But uh, I'll leave that for. Uh, I think that when we get to Andros is going to read a section, but I think next up in order of appearance or in order of. Um, Oh, wait, there's something at the bottom here. I didn't see it. It says, uh, P.S. Dear Mark, as an any award-winning podcaster, <laughs> I would like to know if you have any suggestions for things I can do. He's, he's, he's making that up. It's not true. He didn't really write that. but Yes, I am. He would have, I think, if he had known. It does seem to be an appropriate spot for that. Uh, I never could resist the temptation of a running gag. What can I say? Oh, I got you. Okay. If I had a style die to give you for that, I would, because that was just spot on. Very nice. Okay, I'll remind you of that when we actually start the game. Okay, sure. All right, and uh, Mark Kinney has more from Greg. All right, uh, says here, I just wanted to mention that I just listened to your first GMing effort at Seven Skies, and I thought you were much too hard on yourself in the intro. I've been playing RPGs off and on since 1978, and I couldn't count the number of times I was wrong on rules issues if I had a hundred hands full of fingers to tick them off on. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you handled it great by admitting that you were at sea, so to speak, and asking for help. In my experience, players don't mind the GM asking for help. They just want to know they're getting a fair shake. That's all. The point is for everyone to have fun, and the players want that to happen as much as the GM does. And remember, no scenario survives contact with the PCs. And isn't that the truth? That's my little (laughs) editorial on on that. The other thing is I've long been of the opinion that every player should GM and every GM should play because being on the other side of the screen, quote-unquote, makes you better at the other role. I think you'll find as you go forward that your GMing experience is of great value to you when you're back to being a player, 
and that you'll be able to bring more of your part in the game because bring more to your part in the game because of it. I'd love to hear if you find that to be the case because it's a very valid point for discussion. Thanks, Greg. And yeah, I can see that too. Definitely. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a a very valid point. Obviously, I mean and and, and it's uh I think it goes for anything that uh, that's a collaborative effort, whether it's gaming or, or, well, anything that requires a lot of people to cooperate with different roles and different responsibilities in, in uh, putting something together, it, it, it just makes sense because you just learn more, you know more about what's going on. Um, uh, gee, a, a theatrical analogy? Are we all surprised? When I was in... Uh, <laughs> When I was in college, it was a requirement for the tech people, the people that built and designed sets, to act in at least one show. Mm-hmm. And that made perfect sense to me, too. So, cool. Better be careful, Adam, if you keep up with the theatrical analogies, we may have to add that to the drinking game rules. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on which... If you live in a dry state, it's going to be hopeless. <laughs> or county or whatever. There isn't that much booze to be had. Not, uh, no, trust me. As someone living in a, a state full of dry counties, there's always a way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah. Let the good times roll. Or so you've heard. So, so yeah, you've heard, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I have, have heard, yes. <laughs> rumor rumor not that has I ever, it. Not that I would ever condone anything like bootlegging or anything like that. No, no, of course not. No. <laughs> Because that would be wrong. <laughs> like, not unless we were playing the Untouchables when we were playing game, in which case... <clears throat> yeah. Four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I had to throw a Simpsons reference in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I did kind of... Um, I did kind of take it a little bit too much to heart, the fact that I didn't have, uh, didn't have the book memorized from cover to cover, back and front, and knew all about everything I was supposed to be doing, which was really kind of silly. But I guess every uh, every first-time beginner GM does that, and those that don't sleep better at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I say? But I do do third what, what he said, because, yeah, I uh, can't tell you how many rules I think I probably fudged in the Hex game. And certainly in the Sotsi game. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... You, you do what you got to do to keep the thing moving, and we had fun, and that's what's important. And so, yeah. Yeah. Here, here. Absolutely. Well, it worked out pretty good. I I, uh, I relaxed over it almost immediately. <laughs> no, uh, the, the reference that causes me actually the most stress in Greg's letter is uh, gaming on and off since 1978. <laughs> don't say things like that. <laughs> Don't don't say things like that because it reminds me of birthdays that I don't want to think about. <laughs> okay, so we had uh, continuing. Um, now, I, I, if I missed somebody's email that I was supposed to read, uh, it's because uh, I'm an idiot and didn't do a proper search for what I was supposed to include in this show. And if you're listening to this and you didn't hear something you expected that you sent in, um, please... Uh, email adam5 at adam5.com and say, hey, what, 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 why didn't you, how come, what about my, so that I'm reminded, and then we can get it on the show. But this is uh, the uh, 
third part of uh, email from same listener Greg, uh, who's who's got some pretty valuable stuff to to add, and it's Andros that has this one. Yes, uh, this is apparently in response to uh, some information you sent him on podcasting. Uh, he says. That's fantastic information. Thank you very much. I'm really eager to try all this out because I do want to put out some content for other people to enjoy, hopefully, as much as I've enjoyed so far, so so much of the content I've heard. Uh, as an aside, I wanted to mention that the first episode of Hollow Earth Expedition was the first actual play podcast I ever listened to, and it completely got me hooked on RPG podcasts. And it also prompted me to get back into gaming after a layoff of uh, You guys were just having so much fun that it made me miss gaming terribly. <laughs> and, and I have to mention Aww. that Professor, Professor Depo Yu is one of my all-time favorite characterizations from any game ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he was a hoot and a holler. Definitely one of a kind. <laughs> okay, so he continues. Uh, I hope you guys are planning to get back into it at some point because there's so much potential there. I'd hate to miss out on it. Uh, do you have any Actually, suggestions? On I'm sorry. Yes, I, I was going to throw in an editorial comment, and I shouldn't be cutting you off. I apologize. No, um, that's fine. Actually, I would kind of like to get back into it, too, because I just recently picked up the Mysteries of the Hollow Earth, and I'm thinking since that's where we're going next uh, time, I'm kind of chomping at the bit now to see to as I read through it, because there's all kinds of cool stuff. Hmm. Do we have anything planned for After Seven Skies yet? Nothing particular. Uh, not, not, not that I know of, nothing specific. I mean, we did uh, we did end... Well, well, uh, um, Blind Geek ended uh, this past this the Hollow Earth thing on a very fine uh, sequel hook. I mean, there we were uh, already sailing off to the next adventure. So when that gets taken up again, he's all set. Yeah, that was a lot of. I love the way that that everything ended in that with with you with uh, Pierre joining the. Uh, that that was awesome. <laughs> you just threw that in. I did not see that coming. That was cool. Well, what the hell? It just kind of made sense, and and you you were still able to tie them all together for uh, all of us getting together and and going after the bad guys in a new location. So that worked out great. I would say when we get back to that, yeah, we're all we're all set. Cool. Well, I know Mark had twittered something about about uh, reading some games that he wanted to do. So I don't want to step on any toes either. So if you you know. I got nothing set really. I mean, it's, most of the of that reading was was for stuff that I'm hoping to do either online or or, or with something else. But I, it's still whatever. Uh, Primetime Ad Adventures is another one of those things where you pretty much make up the game that you're playing as part of the whole uh, character generation and, and and everything else. You also make up the television show that they're doing. So yeah, um, that would so be that's, a fun that's, game to do. That's an awesome yeah. game. Yeah, and uh, I can listen to that. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, I've been listening to that Primetime Adventures, uh, what was it, Star Wars Part yeah. 50 or something. Part, yeah. <laughs> and th that's, that's just really great. <laughs> okay. Uh, Greg continues. 
do you have any suggestions on what sort of games tend to work well in this format and which ones don't? I would think it would be a better format than, say, play-by-email for action-heavy games. Uh, and as a final aside, I'm looking forward to purchasing several solid symbols as Christmas gifts. Uh, they look perfect. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, they look perfect for some people who are a bit difficult to buy for, and I have to say I was delighted when I saw them. Uh, they're an excellent gift at a very reasonable price, and I hope they're a great success. Thanks again, Greg. I'll, I'll have everyone know I did not write that last paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> actually did come from Greg unsolicited and yeah as uh, as um Blind Geek was saying earlier if you're looking for a way to support the show uh that's a primary primary way to go so excellent perfect great i love it <laughs> everybody that writes in uh please make a reference to solid symbols so that i can plug this plug the site and the gift thing no, I'm, I'm just kidding, but uh, excellent, yeah. Oh, uh, He's going to find all kinds of ways to work it into the game. We're going to become, we're going to be wandering <laughs> yeah. through a, a uh, dungeon-like area of some sort and oh, come up on a door that's got solid symbols etched <laughs> into its surface. Sure a lot of moss in this dungeon. It makes things look really old. Speaking of old... <laughs> or... There will be an emotional conundrum going on, and he will say, the water dripping from the ceiling is a solid symbol of the <laughs> terminal <laughs> character is going at the moment. Yeah. Turn each Gutter Skypes game into a, a variation of, uh, right. what the hell was that movie with Jim Carrey? Oh, the Truman? Truman Show, Truman yeah. Show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suppose it would be polite to answer his earlier question because I you know, mm. uh, concentrated on solid symbols. Games that are good for Skype gaming. I'm going to step back because the people that I'm on Skype with now have a lot more experience in this than I do and know these games. I would think story games would work really well because you're not necessarily dealing with a lot of uh, tactical setups. I mean, some of the games we've played are not necessarily story games, so I'm not saying it's only story games that work well, but uh, mm. but uh, they seem to be more geared toward uh, less role-playing with two L's and, well, I guess three L's technically, because <laughs> playing has an L as well, and uh, more role... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. Yeah, that tends to work better when you're writing it now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, more playing of roles as opposed to rolling to play. There, how's that? Right. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, just, just the, earlier <laughs> yeah. Sentence, the earlier sentence was like, folks, this is how Eric thinks. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's pretty much encapsulated. <laughs> no, wait a minute, role-playing with three L's because playing has an L. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my, my wife has been known to comment on how she would never want to be inside my head because it seems like a very scary, <laughs> scary thing. Oh, wow. 
Oh, good. I'm glad you have that opinion because I wrote that very same thing, kind of almost back to him, saying, uh, talking about story games. It was one of the one of the probably one of the primary reasons that Mr. K chose Spirit of the Century to start us off on Skype because mm -hmm. it's you know. Oh, however, That's what I, was I guess. Say. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, games that aren't heavily map dependent was what I was going to say. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but then we did get it's it's, and that's not to say that it's impossible to do a game like that because as we as we heard from uh, another listener, he solved that problem by just turning a a, a webcam on an area of the table mm -hmm. that had the minis and the grid. So if everybody yeah. can see that, then you know that just makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there are all kinds of online tabletops and that kind of thing too. So. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that too. The uh, the um, different types of browser interfaces that allow you to map out uh, what what it is you're how, how the characters are laid out and that kind of thing, including dice rollers and scrolling text and all the rest of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, the, basically story games and uh, games that rely heavily on uh, player role pl uh, on role play and uh, GM narration to kind of set the scene. It almost makes me think as soon as uh, as soon as Mark said uh, um primetime adventures, I kept thinking wouldn't it be interesting if since you're doing it on Skype setting it back like 50 years or 30 years or something and being uh having to come up with a radio show rather than a television hmm. show. Because uh, and 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 setting it in like the 20s or 30s or 40s or something where you got to sell the post toasties through the adventures of whoever. <laughs> oh, you're and just you're just on about your old time radio shows again, aren't you? Well, <laughs> you know the medium is the message, or or what, what the hell is it? Since it's going to be on Skype and you're not all together and you can't work out the scenes essentially with blocking and and pretending where a camera is. Um, uh, uh, crossed my mind. Primetime Adventures, The Goonie Show. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think... I think uh, we we definitely have to have Nikki in on that one because she's got all the sound effects stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's got all the little different bells and whistles and, and strange uh, horns to honk and... and yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, there it is. And thank you. Thank you very much, Greg, for writing in with all that stuff. Did anybody else, did I cut somebody Definitely. off? Or? That was, nope. okay. And uh, one last email I'm going to read as uh, people may, if I haven't included it in the audio and didn't cut it out, people may have figured out by now that Nikki is not with us this evening. She is, she is, became involved in, I think it's that thing called work. But uh, as I said, we met professionally in theater. She is still professionally in theater and is involved in a production that required her to go to, holy crap, another state to pick up some kind of prop or props. <laughs> mm -hmm. So she's on the road, even as we record this, trying to get to somewhere. And she was absolutely appalled and shocked and horrified that this was the date they decided to do this. Uh, to send her and uh, her colleagues off and wrote me and I wrote her back saying well we'll just go ahead and we'll do the game anyway we'll figure something out uh, either your character will be low profile in the game or I'll another player may fill in for you and uh, you know real life comes first etc etc and yeah. hope you'll hope you'll enjoy coming back for 
when you returned? And her email response is, Wah! <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know how long to do the wow. I can't count the A's here. There's too <clears throat> many of them. <laughs> wow, you're going to replace me. I knew it. Just because I sound like a neurotic inhabitant of Boca Raton who doesn't know how to role play. I don't know where. I gotta stop here. I don't know what Boca Raton has to do with any of this. She doesn't live in Florida. She doesn't live in Boca Raton? No. Oh. She's here on the East That's Coast all- also, but not. Uh, well, yeah. Boca Raton is the East Coast, but yeah. she's in the Northeast. Well, that's um, an odd thing to say. <laughs> it is. I'm like, what the... It, that was part of my email re- response, but I'm not going to get into that because that was a whole drama about playing the part of an admiral um, dressing down a, a sailor and just a, went off into a whole different strange <laughs> thing, telling the crew member that... My basic response to her, I'll talk about after this. Anyway, just because I sound like a neurotic inhabitant of Boca Raton who doesn't know how to role-play, I listen to the promos... I was taken aback by my vocals, I can tell you. That's not how I sound in my head. It's not fair. That's it. I won't go to work. I'm going to stay home and role play so that you can't replace me. <laughs> so there. No. No, wait. I understand. I want you to put a better, um, another player in. It's, it's for the gasp good of the game. I'll be fine. No, really, just fine. And I will think brave and happy thoughts while I'm driving through the wilds of Illinois or wherever in the Stygian darkness on Wednesday night while the rest of the gutter skypes gather in the cool glow of their computer screens to make merry adventures because I'll know that the shining beacon of happiness once my happiness that the gutter skypes will go on that the game is more than one person oh yes cue soul stirring triumphant music oh yes swashbucklers of the seven skies will beam through the ethernet and nothing will stop its joyous creativity and the lightning of spirits that its broadcast will induce in numerous listeners I will revel in the continuance even as I wallow in lonely rejection. But still I'll smile, smile, and snack on cheese foods and pretzels and peanuts and slurpees. Blessings on you all. Nikki. <laughs> okay, so there was drama there, a little bit anyway. Um... And I pretty much told her... She wrote her, the stage I, direction in there, too? She put the stage direction, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I will, I'll put the music in later on. That'll, that, that'll be in the final MP3 for this. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I wrote, I wrote her back and, and had a whole big, long uh, script of uh, uh, a captain returning to the Admiral after t- t- being whatever. Bottom line on that one was, hey... I, we can't have a gutter Skype going off and being miserable by herself for no reason. Uh, you, you agreed to play Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies, and that means you've got to be right here and be miserable with the rest of us. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, she'll, she'll be back for the next game, and, uh, and everything will be hunky-dory. But tonight, speaking of uh, playing and, the game... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
And besides, no one could ever replace her, only succeed her. Yeah, it would only it would only end up just being uh, well somebody that came and came afterwards. And I don't know I I I don't know of any other empress of the internet or known universe or of uh, queen of the squid monkey wannabes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> can't can't be done. No, she cannot be replaced. But uh, yeah, sadly she misses tonight. But uh, uh, we'll have a triumphant return in the next one. And so there it is. It's ten minutes to eight. I haven't begun. We haven't begun the game, <laughs> but uh, my considerations over what is supposed to happen next are. Um, while I I am cutting myself something of a break on what happened in the first game, so far as the ship to ship encounter went, and all the rules that were supposed to go along with that, that. We kind of, yeah, did follow, and kind of, no, I didn't follow, <laughs> really. Uh, not uh, being being um, quite a bit more ignorant of uh, they are, they were than I am now, and I'm not saying that I've got it like licked here. My first impulse was to say, all right, let's just go back and redo that entire encounter again correctly, and I don't know that that would be such a good idea. It'd be kind of boring, really, because we've already done it. It's uh, it's not going to help the game move further forward, and there's going to be right. more opportunities to, as a matter of fact, coming up. <laughs> an opportunity. Oh, you assume we're going to do what you. No, this is true. This is true. <laughs> you could say, you know what, we're tired of it, and that would be fine. You could aim to misbehave. You could aim to misbehave. You could just let this other <laughs> ship go, and honestly, that really would be fine. Because there's going to be other opportunities for ship-to-ship combat and or any other kind of duel and stuff that I can slow down, take my time, just go step-by-step step and get it right, um, which I don't think would be such a bad thing because I kept thinking that the longer I think about what I'm supposed to do next, if I don't identify it, maybe it'll just go away. <laughs> and that doesn't really kind of, doesn't actually work, so... Well, I think an important thing to remember, and I'm speaking from one who was caught as a deer in headlights during my first game, as you may or may not recall, when we were doing the Yeti battle and everything. Well, I can't recall it because I was um, completely oblivious to any problems. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tried to. But uh, the thing that I forgot at that time that I reminded myself of later, and I now pass on to you, young Padawan. No. Um... (laughs) <laughs> was was uh, idea that they often say in role in role playing game books the rules are merely guidelines, which you know if if, if it's going to slow things down or if it's going to if you can't remember it's easy better to just hmm. make something up on the fly and go with it than it is to try and go oh crap what are the rules there I don't remember hmm. ah! um. And yeah, they they say that very thing themselves, and you're absolutely yeah, so, right. So, I mean, I've I'm, I've got uh, I've got my copy on the screen in another window. So if we need, and I'm sure. Sorry about you, but this is important. Uh, hang on, guys. I gotta find the mute button here. Jack in the Box will be open in Bend in a few weeks. Really? Yeah. Okay, that just kicks all kinds of ass. And um. Mom wants to know Hang why on, guys. Sorry. Stewie has been texting Max. Max brought a bird in the house today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Our cat has empathic, apparently. Oh. And he's speaking to other dogs. Max is a cat. 
No, Max is their dog. Is her mom's dog, and he and my, our cat has been bringing in birds and gophers and all kinds of fun things. Thank you, Tui. And now I guess their dog brought in a bird today. So she was saying, "Your cat is texting my dog." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't mishear that. <laughs> all right. Cool. Anyway, uh, what the? Oh, you were I talking about saying, Jack in the Box. Oh, that, yeah, that's another cool thing that, that we are finally getting a jack-in-the-box in this town, which which, in and of itself is not that big a deal, except for the fact that it's one of the few fast food restaurants that freely available where we used to live. And since we've moved here, you had to go to Portland, which is like two and a half hours if you wanted to pass by any jack-in-the-boxes. So it's the principle of the thing. The fact that we couldn't get to it, and now... We can. So it's like, yes! So we're very happy about that. So that's what that thing is about. Well, part of anyway. you happy. Cool. Hey, yeah, part, part of the million little somethings that give warmth to life. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure we'll go there a few times and be like, yeah, yeah, good, it's here, we're done. But for the moment, it's very, it, it's very cool. So anyway, I was going to say that uh, I've got my copy on, you know, open... So I'm sure, well, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but there might be others in among us who have that as well. So I'm sure mm-hmm. if we run into problems, we can, we can uh, flip through it and figure out what we need in a quick and efficient manner, despite the fact that every other paragraph says see page 247 or Actually, see page 163. Uh, see page two. <laughs> see page two forty. Story hooks. Twelve, <laughs> Twelve references. Oh Twelve God! You're making references. the S7S concordance. No. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. It's like, and, and uh, f- I don't know whether we shouldn't just go, like go to page two forty right now and read it, <laughs> get it out of the way. Well, you yeah, can yeah. actually. I can do that pretty. You got that? Uh, uh, several sum, elements of S7S you. help the players and GM come up with story hooks. No, sorry. Man. Right. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll sum it up for you here. Yeah, make up, make up cool stuff about the character that you're going to do next or sometime soon based on where they got stabbed. Okay, now go back to what you were doing before. <laughs> well, and I was just reading up on Style Dice since we had an issue with that uh, about the. F- bowl in the box and all that. Mm. And uh, I forgot that they get uh, kiboshed at the end of the session. Yeah. So I actually kind of like that, though, because then you're not tempted to, like you said, you're not tempted to hoard them. And that's yeah. always been a problem with me with, like, bennies and stuff like that from that's other... basically it. Use them or lose them. Yep. So uh, I think I lost a couple, but uh, hey, new session, new, new session. Uh, style dice. So. Okay, everybody, uh, we're not going to go with three at the top. Because uh, the the one that essentially comes uh, from the book, I decided doesn't actually come from the book. comes from something cool that you did. Uh, only tonight, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come from the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one style die for showing up, one style die from uh, the default rules, rather than me making up something about uh, why you have one. So, everybody starts uh, with two style die. We left off at. Uh, well, do the, I do I get do I get my style die for the uh, for whatever it was I did earlier that you said? <laughs> well, how can you give me a style die for that? I would. 
I did. Uh, I did give you the style die actually, and then, um, and then I took it away. Okay. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I just wanted to make sure I was clear. So I got so okay. We all got two then. Everybody starts. Everybody starting with two. Okay. I have a question uh, concerning plot hooks. Um, is, was it Karuk the one that was missing a hand and had a hook, or is that um, Safari? That's me. That's Karuk. Karuk. Okay. So do we have to go after the crocodile that ate your hand? <laughs> that would be for Sorcerer oh. of Zoe. That wouldn't be for... <laughs> uh, the Rockadile that ate my hand. Yeah, the Rockadile. The rockadile. <laughs> and, and did he oh. swallow a clock? <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah. reminds me. I actually asked... Uh, I'm following Chad Undercoffler on Twitter, and I asked him, uh, in your vision of the game, do, ru- cause do rucks talk... Because that was something that was was bugging me. I didn't know how, really how to play um, Bakari. Was that and you? What? That was you. Was what me? Oh, because <laughs> I joined his. Uh, I joined the <laughs> Yahoo group for uh, Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. He's got a yeah. Yahoo group up. And oh. he said somebody <laughs> recently asked me in Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> talk, and I said I thought that was a very interesting question, and they opened up a whole thing of discussion on the Yahoo group. That was oh crap! Guys. I need to get on the Yahoo group then. Wow. Okay. Well, you're an instigator with the. Apparently, I am. Is he cow? Is he going to listen to these? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he knows that these are being are being done. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope he doesn't take offense at the fact that we were talking about uh, <laughs> yeah. see page 240 12 times appearing yeah. in the book. Oh, geez. I mean, well, yeah, you know. we, we had this long discussion. Um, rucks are just giant parrots, right? So do they talk? And we're all, we spent like 10 minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently they do. Apparently they talk. And from what he was saying, I got the impression also from the fact that one of the examples has smart as a person as one of its fortes. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the impression that it's not... Um, I want a cracker. <laughs> it's, it's more. Uh, yeah, try to keep that going for half an hour. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I'll do it. No. Um, it would be. You know what would really freak me out? First of all, yeah, I, I think uh, if a ruck, if you want a ruck to talk, it talks in this game. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what would really freak me out is if it if it turned around and twisted its head like the 180 degrees or something, or it was gnawing on a uh, gnawing on a scrub pear, and it just uh, catches you in its eye and says, "You know, it has occurred to me that perhaps <laughs> we could get a better updraft if we, you know, <laughs> some kind of uh, really <laughs> perfectly uh, uh, standard the Queen's resonant. English the Queen's English." Yeah, that'd freak me out, because that's, uh, I guess it's as incongruous to see a, a parrot that's got a 30-foot wingspan uh, um, as it is to hear a parrot speak without sounding like Polly want a cracker. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, I was telling him that they remind me, and I don't know if you guys have read this, I know Mark has because he commented on it when we were playing Star Blazers. Uh, they they kind of remind me, for, I've only read the first two books in the series, but the Temeraire series... Um, the rucks kind of remind me of the dragons in that, in the way that now that, especially now that I know that they are able to talk, hmm. because they've got the, the whole, uh, the whole book in, 
a big part of that book is the bond between him, the main character, and his his dragon, and um, basically the, s- the premise of the series is the Napoleonic Wars. If if both sides had air forces of dragons in addition to their ships and such. Holy crap! And uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty sweet, but uh, good stuff. Yeah. So when I think of my ruck of Kuruk's ruck, I kind of think of. Uh, of Temeraire in a way, although I'm not going to model him after Temeraire. I just, in terms of the abilities and uh, the way that the bond works, that's kind of what I think of. I'm not going to have him breathing fire or anything like that because that would be outside the realm. No. Are those dragons intelligent? Like the Pern dragons are intelligent? I've not read the Pern series, so I can't field that one. Oh. But they are intelligent, so I would assume the answer would be yes. Oh. Okay, so how intelligent is the Ruck going to be then? Well, he's got smart of average, so I'm not going to have him performing calculus or anything like that, but uh, I figure he can, you know, follow a conversation. Um, I just feel weird playing him myself. It just feels weird playing two characters at the same... I know that it's how you're supposed to do it, but if ever... He's up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. If anybody has something they want him to do, <laughs> you know, I don't that's really a, care as long as it's the not like... the most dangerous thing you can say. I was going to say, as long as it's not like, okay, he doesn't, you know, if he starts being annoying when, he, when it counts, then I might take a little issue because I figure I'll roll it or something, but just in... <laughs> Okay, Bakari, head for the ship. Bite me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Andrew, you were going to say something. That'll make it into the next promo. Those are good, by the way. Oh, those are fun. I was was just thinking of taking turns um, (laughs) role-playing the the ruck (laughs) in in whatever scenes we were doing. <laughs> hey, you you want to do it that way? That's uh, that's it makes it uh, makes life easier for both uh, um, both uh, Blind Geek and me. Because I'm not going to do it. I'm going to st- I I that's just too big a temptation for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to, my words are not going to come out of Ruck's mouth. Uh, uh, not Ruck's uh, Bakari's mouth. Uh, beak. Sorry. But if you guys want to, if you guys want to take turns. Uh, Either scene per scene or game per game. Probably scene per scene would be better. Uh, that's fine, too. And playing the part of Bakari will be Gilbert Gottfried. No, I'm not really. <laughs> oh, no, please, <laughs> not no. Do that. <laughs> so play it by feather, and uh, if it comes to that and you feel like throwing something in, yeah. I'd say sure. What the hell? Why, why, I ask you, why do we have to go to the top of this tower? I, I'm molting like crazy over here. I don't understand why he makes me... <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I would kind of go for the, I, I would kind of go for the Sam Kinison characterization myself. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to play where? No, no. Ah, ah, ah. I'm totally screwing it up. Get the idea. idea. <laughs> no, no. Ah, ah, ah. 
Oh, well, that's wow. interesting. I, I hadn't got any further than having him hum along with the mast or overhearing clandestine conversations. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're subtle. You're a very subtle kind of guy. Mm. I can't yeah. do I can't do voices so well. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Subtle still works. Makes things happen just as well. well okay. Uh, okay. So, so where were we? We were. <laughs> you had. Uh, Dispatched, you just creamed um, six wingmen from a schooner. Sum up of the last episode is you got a great big apparition of an old guy that gave you a prophecy and a portent and a message uh, about a ship that's got a really, really odd ward around it. Strange, unheard of, never before seen ward of protection around it that has someone on board that you need to take on as a passenger, taken to your custody and protection, who will not offer you any harm and who will go willingly. Um, that you were going to come up, uh, he, that you were going to encounter a ship like that. And then he says, and the other thing I needed to hang around here for and hold you was this. And he goes away, and the wing glider came in with uh, no passengers on board, or at least very, very little left of a passenger, or rather, pilot which turned out to be the courier of uh, one of the inter-island swift delivery of packets and dispatches couriers that are known to fly around the seven skies. It was his foot. He, uh, uh, Karuk, discovered the packet that holds all the different mails, the, the satchel, rather, holds all the different mails and uh, items. Uh, Captain Zafiri Carlison opened it, and discovered uh, different personal letters and things, a whole pile of those that he gave to Ravenna, uh, who went off and read them, and he found one that was a big envelope sealed with the seal of the Zultanate of Colrona, and the other had the uh, seal of the, uh, the Empire of Barathi. Uh, just as he was about to get into what those two things were, a strange sail was spotted, and it turned out to be a schooner closing rapidly in your direction. Oh, yes. And Pard, through the gift of the Murhorse, discovered as he was concentrating on the sad remains of the two that were in the glider that they were being chased, that they were actually killed by a sky shark or several sky sharks, unknown, uh, suddenly. Before that, they were actually terrified and fleeing for their lives from something before they even knew about the sky sharks. So you spotted a sail. The sail was a schooner closing in rapidly, and it dispatched six wingmen, and you heard the order given from the ship, take that ship, you know the consequences of failure. You dispatched them rather uh, deftly, and the schooner just took off, just uh, turned tail and ran after you um, dealt with the wingmen. The schooner did not have cannon on board, and I think the decision was to give chase. And that is where we begin this evening's session. Have I left anything have... out, and do we have any questions? Let's see. Uh, if I remember correctly, the two surviving wing wingmen that, 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 that tried going back, they basically got, got like, crisped, right? Yes. You, uh, after having uh, made use of a vehicle die to essentially declare the boarding of uh, the enemy repelled, successfully repelled, it was them just pretty much saying, uh, we're not taking this ship. 
you and me. <laughs> uh, and they, they, they did, they did uh, kick off the upper, upper rigging and fly back towards the other ship, and they were incinerated by rays of fire coming from the schooner. Uh, yes, and then it took off. Oh, so the schooner killed its own... I guess that's the consequences of, uh, of the failure that they were talking about. Then. Yes. To, to use nautical terms, Pard smoked it really early on. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they looked at each other and started uh, flying off back towards the ship, uh, you, um, Pard, I heard Pard say in the background, price of failure. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and mm. it was before the... Yeah, and so there they were. Um, they got paid. The schooner is uh, is now taking off. What do I need to do? I need to send you this flat information just so that we're all on the same page because this is going to be a very open uh, uh, open source <laughs> open source playing. And what it is is uh, the info on the schooner and info on the uh, authority that is on that schooner. How do you send to all? There must be a way to send to everybody. I would highlight all of our contacts and then just go into your context menu and send uh, chat. Well, I just got something that I didn't expect, and I nearly clicked a button that ended this conference. <laughs> 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 so that was dangerous. So I think I'm just going to do it uh, one by one the old-fashioned way because I'm chicken shit. <laughs> it may be the complete or incomplete info on who we're dealing with and what we're dealing with. So there's a bit of metagaming going on here, which is fine because this is not one of those things that's absolutely positively vital. Missing bit of information here is S-O-T-U-N. Uh, this this uh, person's nationality is Shaku on, on the schooner that's fleeing. The commander of the schooner that's fleeing. His nationality is Shaku, and as uh, this person doesn't belong to any Shaku tribe, but he does belong to the spawn of the of the Utter Night. Okay. And so that's what S O T U N means, and all that. And Killick and Bondin are running around giving orders, tightening up uh, bracers and backstays and clues and halyards and all the rest of that stuff, and. Making sure that uh, uh, Ravenna has got all the shot and, and charges and powder and everything is uh, all set and ready. And uh, the sails uh, are pretty much set to uh, follow the schooner, if that is in fact how you want to proceed. Well, I have a question about that, actually. My, uh, and I'm assuming I'm still, I don't know if I ever came in for a landing after we were... Um, I don't actually think you did. I think you sailed pretty much straight up until you passed out, and the ship took off. With <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and the no, ship no. took off without you. Uh, well, no, but this just happened. I mean, we're pretty much only a couple minutes after the fact. So yeah, seconds really. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if if he's still because if we're still up there, then I'm going to just swoop down, or I should say we are going to just swoop down and find Captain, uh, find the captain, and ask <laughs> Carlson. There we go. Uh, yes. And ask, um, would you like this humble servant to to uh, ch give chase so and fly ahead so that uh, we don't necessarily have to worry about losing them if they get too far out? 
go ahead, but we'll be right there with them. Okay. Because we're very fast and all that. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. Actually, I'll be honest with you, Captain, it's more regarding my, uh, my friend here, and I pat Bakari on the, uh, on the, on the beak, and I say he, he really does not wish to re, uh, he does not wish to land, to have to spend more time back on the ship so soon after we've gone aloft. Fair enough. Have fun. And, uh, before I can even say, you heard him, <laughs> Bakari says, woohoo! And, and, uh, we're off. Okay, and I'm just kind of yelling afterwards. Mm. If you see wingmen leave the ship, follow them in. Right! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get after these, these fellows then. Hi, Captain. Setting a course for adventure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I expect a cereal box to come spinning out of the distance and then stopping right in front of the camera. I think I've been listening to y'all's other podcasts too much. I guess so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, the Moya's Revenge is uh, is in hot pursuit of uh, the schooner, and the schooner is not actually as fast as the Moya's Revenge, so you are gaining. We're very uh, we're uh, we're rapidly approaching the spot where we uh, break down the mechanics for me. <laughs> uh, t- I will probably try to say this is where this happens and uh, hope that I'm correct. But um, you notice, uh, uh, Cap- uh, Captain Zafiri Carlison notices that uh, as he looks through the telescope that the sail on the ship has a very pale, very, very pale, almost undiscernible emblem on it in in light red, as if it was uh, hastily dyed on there with something that didn't quite do the job correctly, but it's, al- but it's almost like a watermark. It appears to be fangs, a row of fangs top and bottom in a circle with uh, a swirl, a swirl of stars in the middle. Hmm which you uh, you don't recognize as anything you've seen before connected with any government or organization. But aside from that, uh, if there, is there anything else that you particularly want to try and discern about the ship? Not just at the moment. I'm going to hand the telescope over to to Pard and ask him, what do you make of, of that symbol on, on, their, on their sail over there? Right. Looking at the symbol through the spyglass. Is this something that either Sky Sailor or Vagabond would give me a chance to know? Uh, if you, uh, if Sky Sailor actually would be able to tell you something about not the symbol, but mm-hmm. uh, the ship itself. And if you roll, damn it, I just scrolled right past what I needed. Come on, thing. If you manage to roll a uh, 15, then you will be able to discover what that is. This is a challenge uh, target number 15. So, so getting back to... Yeah. yeah, it would be a two, 2d6. Mm-hmm. 
you haven't had any breakfast lately. Do you, you you do have a biscuit or a chop or something in your pocket that you can quickly whip out while you're at the wheel there? Yes? No? Yes? Maybe? Yes? Okay. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, holding the telescope up and, uh, you know... Munching a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I see. <laughs> you, uh, you, um... <clears throat> Applying the, the roll of the 2d6 and adding plus 2... Now, this is something I left out last time, and correct me again if I'm wrong. He can add plus 2 for the Moya's Revenge to his challenge. Is that correct? Uh, because he's using the... Because he's on the Moya's Revenge, and they are in pursuit of another ship, and this is an active challenge to ascertain something about their enemy. This was something that I thought I had left out of the other thing. For all the challenges... Uh, as in ready the guns, um, send a uh, send a hail to the other ship, prepare to repel borders, any of those things. Am I correct or incorrect in that you can add the plus two of uh, the ship number to it? Hmm. This is what we go. This is where I'm ironing out stuff that I believe I did wrong last time. For the stuff hmm. that you like mentioned, yeah, and plus if it directly goes towards a particular aspect, like for example in this chase, if we were doing that as an actual challenge. Then, I, then we would add fast in addition to the other stuff. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how that would necessarily, how what we're doing here necessarily applies. But, I mean, it's, it's up to you. So. so if it's something that's uh, specifically applied to achieving what the ship itself is trying to achieve, i.e. catch this other ship, then you can right. add the plus two. Right. Okay, in this case, it's just flat information. See, this, is, this mm-hmm. is cool. This is good to know. This is straightening this out for me. In this mm-hmm. case, it's just flat information that uh, might be interesting to know, and not in particular, and not something in particular that uh, applies to the ship's task. Mm-hmm. So, right. 2d6 plus 2 for... No, the, the eating thing is part of my actual swashbuckling technique, not necessarily information gathering. Yeah, that's, that, that allows you... That I don't know if swashbuckling is quite that broad. And you're swashbuckling your main... T- Damn, where's your page? Yeah. Walk softly and carry a... Or yeah, walk softly and soft carry things. a big stick. Right. Crap. Okay, well... So that that, that could extend to actually fi- fighting and, you know, grabbing something off a passing tray is where the eating for that comes from. All right, so uh, Murhorse, I, I would say then the plus two is going to come from your Murhorse gift if you want to use it. Okay. Good. Uh, I need to use a, a, fa- a style point to use that, right? I don't or, think so. Okay, because I'm, I'm not invoking an actual Murhorse power. Okay, so I got plus two for Sky Sailor, plus two for Murhorse, and two dice. And I need 15. Uh, target number was 15 on that, I think. Yes, 15. And this would not be a symbol that would be knowable um, by primitive tribes? I don't believe it would, no. Mm. Okay. So what I could do is use plus one for an extra die and plus three, and then hope I can roll two sixes on three dice. <laughs> Looks like the only chance I have to pull that one off. Hmm. Or using style dice to get more chance chances. True. But True. then you'd have to figure out how you were going to use the 
Now, aren't you supposed to uh, explain what you're doing differently that gives you the extra flair of, you know, the benefit? Kind of like when you use an aspect, you can't just say, I'm going to use this aspect. You're supposed to say, mm. if you don't mind the Satsi analogy, you're supposed to say exactly how you're using the aspect to influence your your role. I can, I can do that. Okay. I think I'm right about that. I'm not, no, that, sounds, that, that sounds cool. Uh, yeah, back in the days when I was a hermit, I remember a pilgrim uh, talking about something maybe a little bit like that. And let's see if I can remember what he said. He may have been mad, spouting things that <laughs> most people would And Okay, so on, I guess I rolled four dice. And my top two dice are a five and a six. Does the, the style point give me a plus one or a plus two? The style die is one of the... Oh, it is one of those. Okay. Yeah. And then... If you want to use another one, you could use it as a plus one to your roll, but that would still... Well, what do you... Well, that would, get, that would give me a 15, then. Ah. To use both... Yeah. So if I use both my style dice, that does give me a 15. Cool. Okay. It, pro- it probably would have been just as well, uh, just as well if you'd failed, because then you uh, then you would have gotten a training point. Mm. I hope. I think that's right. But it's uh, it's cool that you succeeded. What you notice, and you can relay this to the captain in whatever way you want, is that uh, while the 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 symbol is of a row of fangs and a swirling a swirl of stars in the middle of it. In, uh, in a kind of a faded red. The sail that it's on and all of its surrounding sails don't actually appear to be moving the ship. They appear to be almost solid. They, they just appear to be almost draping there with no particular wind or breeze on them at all. The ship seems to be moving by virtue of some mystic force rather than the breezes. Curious. <laughs> just, just FYI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll have to have the cannons change out from the, the chain shot to something that'll actually do damage to the hull if we need to. Then. Okay. So uh, that's reloading. That's um, Ravena reloading uh, from from um, grape and chain to uh, regular uh, solid. Shot, solid iron shot. At this uh, now, now this is this is a thing where we're in pursuit. We haven't actually engaged. We're not in something. Uh, this is something I'm seeking opinions on. And in, in my opinion, I'm I'm content to let this just be a chase where things can happen or not happen, depending on just individual challenges that don't have to do with the ship's duel. Or we can treat the attempt by Pard to discover something about the symbol and the sails to be uh, one of the orders given as part of getting style die. In other words, in other words, unt- I'd, I'd like to wait until the Moya's Revenge actually catches up with this schooner to begin the situation where you start getting uh, vehicle dice for successes. Cool. Whichever way you want to do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and um, roll. Uh, reload. She has. All right, I'll just add the plus two for Viridis Mercenary. All right, so she gets 
seven. Plus two for Veronese Mercenary brings it to nine. And reloading the cannon is not going to help the ship catch up with the schooner. So I'm not going to add a plus two for ship. And I think the challenge on reloading, um, last time I set it at nine, that was way too low. I'm going to set it at 11. So she failed by two. One of the crew dropped a bag of uh, a net of the grape shot, one of the thin nets of grape shot, onto the deck instead of putting it back in the rack, and it caused the rest of the sailors to step on it and fall, <laughs> trip, and like a bag of marbles just got released on a, on a solid linoleum floor. And uh, it may look funny, but she's not real happy and has a very scowling face and just kind of looks oh, crap. at you and says says, uh, sorry, Captain, I'll try again. Uh, now, with these two points of damage, it's failure damage, uh, challenge failure damage, um, for which she selects any fort that she particularly has to subtract a, a rank, two ranks from. What am I saying? She's spreading this failure over forts, let's say... Uh, motivation goes from plus two. Motivation, passion for fashion goes from plus two to average. And that would be a story hook? Yes. And that would be a story hook to which she, she simply replies, if ever, if ever I get jewelry that uh, has marbles attached to it, I'm going to dip it in molasses and then wear <laughs> it. And what else can she reduce? Her rogue is going to go from plus two to average. And the story hook there is the next time she tries to pick a pocket, she will be suddenly embarrassed by this moment <laughs> and think twice because it will cause doubt in her abilities, even though it was another sailor that dropped the bag of shot. And I think it's uh, it's Karuk's turn, I think, to roll for uh, what what all actually would you say is uh, is it that you were attempting to do? You were attempting to... Were you attempting to catch up with the other ship, or just remain uh, in flight and and keeping up with, or preceding, as in leading the way in front of the Moya's Revenge in in the chase? I was trying to kind of lead the way, make sure. I forgot how fast Moya's Revenge is actually, so I really kind of jumped the gun on that. But uh, as long as I'm up here, <laughs> uh, I'll just make sure that I am in the lead so that in case something happens and they basically what I was trying to do is make sure one of somebody was going to be able to keep an eye on the ship. If, if something happened to Moya, Moya's revenge and they lost sight of the schooner for some reason, I figured as just a ruck and a ruck rider, we would be probably be easier for us to, to uh, maintain our, uh, our pursuit so that somebody has an idea where they're going. So you wish to fulfill the role of forward aerial lookout? Yes. Oh, what's the difficulty on that one? The difficulty on that one is you're in the jungle sky, and there's all kinds of small living things um, floating around and flying around, be they plants, stray bits of vine, uh, animals, birds. They're everywhere and nowhere. You never know when they're going to come by, and little tiny clouds or bits of crap. And the wind is in your face, and you guys are traveling pretty damn fast. Okay. So you maybe want to roll um, 
And just to maintain flight speed, you are a trained ruck rider. I'm just going to set this in an extremely difficult task because it's you personally doing it. You don't have to discern from a distance or anything like that. Uh, that would be 13, a target number of 13, to make okay. sure that you can stay ahead of the Moyers Revenge and keep this schooner in sight. Okay, let me take a look here and see uh, what I'm working with. And are you keeping track of the bowl dice, or do you want me to do, because I've kind of been doing it just some I think I'm going to save uh, bowl dice, bowl dice and box dice, and the difference thereof entirely, and any reference to them, uh, so far as just how important they are for the next game. Okay, it's actually a lot less complicated than... I feel it was written once you... I think uh, quite a bit of uh, <laughs> what is in those pages is a lot less complicated. Sorry, I'm just... I need to rewrite this because I wrote it with the sentence structure that the sample thing is done in, and it's really hard to find stuff quickly, so... No worries. Um, Par, did you, did, you spend, you only, did you spend one or both of your style die? Both. Oh, wow. I'll have to remedy that. Mm. Okay, he doesn't really have... The Ruck doesn't really have a forte that's going to... Because we're not really in combat, so... I guess it's just my plus four. And I need to get over a what? 13? Uh, you, need to, you need to meet a 13, I believe. Okay. Or was it... Okay. Let's see. So, we dodge wheelie, wheeler trees or whatever those things are. Oh, those would be pretty easy to dodge. <laughs> Those, what? Yeah, it, it, those would be pretty easy to dodge. <laughs> yeah, if you ran well, they're pretty, That's true, those. they're pretty big, aren't they? Okay, that's a bad example. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah, flotsam, jetsam, uh, jetsam, bits of vines, tiny little plants, uh, yeah. kite grubs, we, that kind of thing. We go dodging around, and I rolled a 14. Ooh. So we just barely, you know, we, we are coming at a uh, piece of debris... No, 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 an animal of some sort, a flying jungle-type bug that is huge. I don't know if it says anything in there about big... Treehopper. Okay, there you go. Treehopper coming at us, and he screams... Look <laughs> up! And then uh, we just barely managed to dive under as it hops <laughs> past us. Almost obscuring our vision of of what we're, of our goal, but excellent. We just dive under and and swoop back up in time to to catch a clear path to catch up with with uh, them. Uh, we don't really make, we don't gain any lead, but we we thankfully don't lose it because I mean I figure I only beat it by one, so I'm not gonna. Anyway, that's my my narrative. Cool. All right, excellent. Captain Carlison's last task was I think you were you were uh, you were you were already you were just observing something through uh, the telescope and you saw the symbol. That was pretty much a given because anybody that looked through the telescope would actually be able to see that. Is there a task that you wanted to uh attempt a challenge you wanted to attempt before engaging the ship or you just want to catch up with the sucker? Well, I'll want to reload my firearm, I suppose. Do I need to do a challenge for that, or am I... Nah, nah. Reloading your reloading your musket, or your pistol, whatever... What is it, actually? Yeah. Is it a musket or a pistol? Uh, a, a, a pistol. 
Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Not not gonna roll for that. Okay. Um. All right. You are now. You are now in range. You are now close enough to. We are now close enough to the other, to the schooner to initiate a vehicle duel. And while I did read elsewhere in the in the book that a chase can be a duel, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it's possible, and I'm sure it makes perfect sense. But uh, it's just much more fun to actually have this kind of ship-to-ship conflict be the duel. So we have now entered the phase of ship versus ship duel. All right. So, and I'm going to, I think it's, uh, I'm going to, simply going to declare that the, the Moyes Revenge has the weather gauge, as it were, mm-hmm. and you can decide whether you want them to go first or you to go first in, uh, in this particular challenge, uh, not challenge, um, confrontation, engagement. I think we'd better go first this time. I've got four orders I can give, right? Indeed. Okay. Ravina, keep getting those those guns loaded. We're ready to go on that. I guess I will carry over the warning to Eric's character about uh, watch out for wingmen on the move from one ship to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, sailing master, get us in uh, ahead and in front of them if we can. Cross their T if we can. And oh, let's see, what can I do from with myself here? I guess I'll be on lookout in... Well, no. I'm going to... I'm going to get in a wing cloak myself. Ooh. I'm going to be, be uh, joining the uh, boarding party if it happens. Get on wing cloak. Keen. All right. So, reload the guns. That'll be Ravena rolling. Damn. Dropping dice everywhere. Let's just start with the two she gets to start off with. Okay. Wow, that's total crap. <laughs> uh, you know what? Did anybody else want to play Ravena tonight? <laughs> um, Part I figure you life? know her best, so you'd know yeah, how. Okay. All right. I'm just. I just rolled a three and a two. <laughs> oh. Uh, um. Uh, yeah. Does she have any techniques at all that would uh, apply to this in any yeah, that's way? What I'm, I'm looking at uh, even vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for this one, she gets a plus two for the ship, right? This one, I think she does. Yeah. Yes. This is yes. Like direct direct involvement with. Um, hey, unicorn gift isn't going to do it. She gets a. You know what? She's just going to have to spend two style die because this is extreme. This is extreme. This is. Uh, that's that just sucked. <laughs> yeah. Let's try again. All right, four, five, six, seven. That's a little bit better. A seven. A plus two for the ship is nine. A plus two for mercenary is eleven. What do I have on her challenge rating? She needs two more. I set it at 13 for reloading the guns because she still had to get all the damn grape shot out of the way. She needs two more. Chain technique. While using non-weapon, while aiding the underdog, while unarmed. Mm. Let's see. Passion for fashion to loot. No, loot. Oh, damn. 
Passion for fashion isn't the motivation, it's loot. I didn't erase the other thing. <laughs> All right. Her rogue is down to average, so she can't add from that. Okay, if loot. I happen to... Oh, okay. No, I'm wrong. Please continue. If I happen to 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 walk by the the guns while uh, playing my my wing cloak in such a way that it it might brush away a lot of the odd shot all over the floor and all that, can I transfer her one of one of my style dice? You can indeed. Done. That allows me a different roll from the four and the three that I got, or a straight plus one. All right. Thank goodness. <laughs> it doesn't do it, though. Rolling a five doesn't do it. That takes her to ten total. <sighs> well, I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, this is the way the dice are telling it to go. All right, so... Crap. I said the challenge was 13? Mm-hmm. And before the style die, I got an 11. The assist from the captain, before that, I got an 11. After I re-rolled one of the die, it brought it up to a 12. So, I unfortunately, she failed again by one mm. point. She's going to kill me when she gets back. <laughs> She's going to hear all this and go, What did you do to my guy? Uh, 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 one of the sailors, unfortunately... Um, Dropped uh, dropped uh, uh, one of the 14-pound shot on his own foot and screamed and fell over and fell into one of the slow-match tubs, which nearly caught some of the charges that were standing by, and other people rushed over to get him the hell off the deck. And, uh, and a lot of the sailors are running around chasing the loose 14-pounder, and she's just standing there going, You are all going to die! <laughs> I'm going to force feed you every piece of jewelry I have. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Captain. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll try again. Okay, so unfortunately that's a failure too. And she's going to apply that to what rank? Let's see. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she gonna, ah, she'll, she'll apply it to her sidekick rank. Fortunately it's just a one. Okay, so her sidekick rank becomes... Average, <laughs> which doesn't much bother her, and then we'll save that. Next up, on patrol and beware, wingmen, and that would be Karuk. Yes, you're out in the thick of uh, in the thick of it, dodging all kinds of jungle sky stuff, flotsam and jetsam that uh, you know is gonna be more readily encountered while you're at speed as opposed to just flittering around between ships. Indeed so. Oh, uh, target number. What do I want for a target number there? This is, yeah. What was the target number before? I forgot. I'm sorry. It was 13. I think we're going to have to leave it at 13. Okay. Okay. Now, what am I rolling for? Because either we... Am I looking for to see if I spot wingmen, or am I just rolling to keep my position as aerial lookout from being taken away that by... Is, that is a very good question. I mean, uh, 
uh, essentially uh, whatever the order is from the captain becomes the challenge. But the challenge is basically look for wingmen. So I don't know. And keep your eyes peeled for wingmen, and you're either going to see them or you aren't. In all, f- you know, in all fairness, I don't know whether that should be 13, because it's not like they're invisible or anything. It's not like one of them is going to sneak up behind you and spray paint your face, and then <laughs> everybody's going to rush past you. You guys um, will have the ruck poop on his head. It's not a complex. Pigeon. Let's call it complex task requiring attention to detail. What's the detail? Um, are there wingmen coming at us? Uh, and that would bring it down to nine. Let's be reasonable here. I mean, last time... Last time I was doing, oh, your task is seven, oh, your task is nine, and everybody was, like, cleaning the, uh, sweeping the floor with... Uh, but, but I'm not sure that's such a bad thing. It says several times in there that we're supposed to be extremely competent as... Um, yeah. So, the, I think, and it sounds like from the way he was describing training points, that failure is expected to be kind of on the rare side. Hmm. So... That was my impression. I mean, I could be... I'm not trying to gain us false favor here. I'm just... That was my impression as I read it. It, it, it Anyway, um, I rolled a 12. Because I rolled an 8 plus the 4 from my Rook Rider Forte, which I'm assuming applies still because I am... Yep. Okay, so um, uh, with uh, target number being 9 and that... Uh, that difficulty rank being a plus two, and you rolling a 12 means you rolled a rank above that, which means Ooh. that Captain Carlosen gets two vehicle die. And actually, I could have added my... Um, well, I'm not going to. I don't need it. I already surpassed the target number. There's no point. Never mind. Uh, yeah, two. Uh, so two vehicle die. Does it give him more if I if I pass the target by more? Because I, I was thinking like, this would be a situation where the Griffin gift could come in handy because... Um, I could use that to extend ex- extend my sight a little bit. I mean, I'm not talking sight beyond sight. That would be, but just you know, to to look and be able to discern more thoroughly due to my body control. Which, nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah. It, it 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 won't get uh, it won't. It won't get, uh... Why can't I find you on the list here? Here we are. It would be a supporting... Vehicle dice. All right. So, yes, that success uh, uh, brings uh, two vehicle dice to Captain Carlison. Uh, Next is Pard. Uh And your task was to navigate the ship in such a way that you are able to cross their bow. Okay. Ah, we have a little bit of speed on our side. Yes, you have a plus two on the ship for for speed. Mm-hmm. Plus four, actually. Oh, sorry, oh, plus oh, four, an, that's an, correct. An additional plus two, okay. Uh, do I know the target number for this? Eleven. Eleven, okay. And I have plus two for Sky Sailor. And... Probably give to the merhorse again works for this. It does. Okay, so I'm going to use uh, two for two extra dice and the rest for plus one. 
I'm sorry, two what? Oh, I'm two, two, two of my points for extra dice, and the rest of them I'm going to add plus one to the roll. I don't understand that. So that's a pl- I think it's a plus six? Okay. If you, uh, yeah, you start with two, just regularly, you start with two six-siders. Uh-huh. You add plus four for fast ship, plus two for the ship itself. Uh-huh. That's plus six. And right. plus two for Sky Sailor. That's, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> plus eight. Hey, I don't care. What the hell? It's there. Um, yeah. So that's plus eight to your roll. Right. Hell, if you just... If you if you roll higher than a three with your two dice, okay, you could just do it that way. Okay, <laughs> basically. Okay, so there's a seven. Okay, so uh, seven, fifteen, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fifteen with all the pluses that takes you to two ranks over what the target number is. That's another two vehicle die for Captain Carlosen. Outstanding. Okay. Vehicle dice. It's just easier to write VD than vehicle dice, but it just looks, it looks so wrong. As your crew succeeds, the captain gets more and more VD. VD. All right. And, uh, That's a whole different kind of adventure right there. It is. So yeah. uh, with uh, that spectacular success, Parr describes what happens. All right. Um... The Moira's Revenge cruised easily, deftly avoiding a bit of floating tree trunk and scoots in to proper position, cutting off the bow of the enemy ship. Well, not cutting it off, you know, but... Mm. (laughs) Indeed so. All right. Uh, next, oh, by the way, Captain uh, Carlosen, because of the, the double duty that you put your wind cloak to... Uh-huh. And the, deaf, the deafness of um, of actually uh, taking care of two birds with one stone. Uh, take a style die. Oh, thank you. Specifically, clearing grape shot off the deck while donning a wing cloak. But that, of course, depends on this role, doesn't it? Yes. If I'm going to be actually be ready for yeah. such thing, how what do I need for that? Is it, how difficult is it for a captain to put on a wing cloak? Captain of a pirate ship. Uh, can, can, could, is it possible that you've done this before? This this is a problem that I had before. Well, with in the last game, obviously you've done it a hundred times before. In the last game, it was like prepare a boarding party, and I'm thinking, why are there difficulty settings that are so high? In the book, it's like what is mm-hmm. it, thirteen or eleven or thirteen or something in the book? And it's like preparing a boarding party, especially when the ship is far off, because yeah. apparently the number gets. It gets harder the farther away the ship is. It's like preparing a boarding party or preparing to repel boarders should be easier the farther off the enemy ship is because you've got more time. However, that aside, I'm going to call this a target number nine as well. It's well just are, you, are you rolling to prepare it or are you rolling to see if you actually are able to repel it? No, he's, oh, or is that a separate case, rule? In your case, you were uh, last game, you were rolling to prepare a boarding party and mm-hmm. or prepare to repel borders, which essentially is just making sure everybody's ready and making sure you're ready. There were, uh, in my opinion, uh, on board a ship, particularly when something is far off and hasn't even closed on you yet, that's not something that should present such an extreme difficulty as to take it to a 13 or a 15. 
And in this case, it's uh, the captain tonight. The captain is just putting a damn wind cloak on. And I'd call that, a, 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 if anything, a difficulty nine because of all the different catches and, and loops and things to make sure that it's tied on correctly. All the stuff you've got to check, you know, just to make sure you don't fall out of the damn thing. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I'm just going to have to call that a difficulty nine. I think I'm going to have to have to spend that style die already. Let's see how to narrate this. Yeah. Since he had to dash briefly just below decks to get the wing cloak. Um, and of course, in order to be able to pass by the cannon that way to clear the deck there. And therefore tries making a truly stunning entrance when he comes back onto the, the uh, deck. <laughs> That's how I'm going to justify this. That's better. That gives me a, a 10, so. All right. Very cool. So I'm ready to go. Okay, and that uh, that adds one vehicle die. So I'm, I just got this visual of the captain, like, before stepping out onto the deck, lighting some kind of a projector lantern or something, <laughs> sitting, pointing it at the door, so that when the door opened up, it could spread the wings and have light coming up. <laughs> Uh, I'm ready. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's Captain Corlosen in his wing cloak. Dun, dun, dun. Whatever. Okay. We are in the portion of the duel where we decide how we are going to distribute our uh, our vehicle die and in, in that manner deciding whether it's going to be strong defense or strong attack. That's, I think, the part. Now, stop me at any point where you think I'm wrong, but I think that's the part that I completely didn't get last time. We were uh, we were going through the motions. I was calling a lot of different things by names that they didn't actually have because I didn't get the part where who you handed the dice to was what mattered. I'm, let me just say that the schooner, the uh, the ship... The hell did I call the thing anyway? The, oh, the stolenus botus. Yes. <laughs> the um, the the stolenus botus by default, according to the book, has four vehicle die, and I think it's going to go with a strong attack and a, and a weak defense. And in order to do that, I am going to give three vehicle die to to Bastard, for that is his name, <laughs> mm-hmm. and one vehicle die also to Bastard for his defense. And the uh, the schooner actually has come to a dead stop, okay. obviously, because you've crossed its bow and uh, deciding rather than ram you, it's going to do conventional dual fight type thing. So whatever I roll for vehicle die, three is going to be for attack and one for defense. Actually, I I think with the the, the duel, it's still a maximum of of three dice for the attack defense total. It's just that you have yes. you, you can use vehicle dice for other stuff. Here's where it gets sticky. Two, four, five. You've got five vehicle die. Correct. And this is where this is again. This is where it broke down for me before. You can only you can only use the best three results. Well, yes. you can. What you do is, is you 
uh, assign three dice between the attack and the de defense thing, just like in a standard duel. It's just that with the spare vehicle dice used for things like launching our boarding party is going to, to, to take one of them. Uh, there are other things you can do with vehicle dice along the way. They're listed on uh, 232 and 233 as far as other uses for them. Like the when I shot one of the incoming wingmen last time, that was a vehicle die use. Mm-hmm. Other things, yeah. Yeah, it's a little unclear. It's, uh, Sniper I'm fire. looking at the page here, and it's it just says... Something else. Uh, vehicle dice are distributed between... Uh, well, many vehicle dice can, be, can accrue to skill captains skilled captains only the best three roll results divvied between attack and defense can be used so it sounds like you can it sounds like you can Just declare as many as you want to be used but then you once you roll you're only taking I, I don't know that's just very unclearly worded to me so what we've got here is a situation where What's just very specifically, Captain Zafiri Carlo, uh, Carlison has five vehicle dice. Correct. In a dual situation, as they say, uh, use the rubric of the dual situation. The best three, uh, the best three rolls, are what are kept. Well, no, in the duel, you can use three die. Yes, correct. And you divvy up whether. And you divvy up among those three die whether you're doing a strong attack, strong defense, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you can. Add style die, add techniques, add however many other die through whatever mechanic you're going to use to that roll, and then keep the best three of that. And I think when you add a style die, you can choose whether you want to apply that to your defense roll or to your attack roll. But you don't have to do it until after you've rolled. Yeah, which that's is fine cool. too. Yeah. So yeah, that, he makes yeah. that very clear. You, you can so do it what, before or after a roll. Yeah. So what Mark is talking about here, and and this is the the part where I'm I'm not sure is I'll you can admit. only if you've got. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go on. No, sorry. Go on. I was just I was saying that I admit this is getting a bit confusing to me too because it's making reference to keeping the the the, the like roll, the highest rolled dice for your attack and defense on on here, whereas in the actual duel earlier in the the book you. You decide how many dice first, and then you actually do the roll during the duel it, it, itself. So, mm. yeah, it's almost like you're supposed to roll all your vehicle dice, but then, like you said, you need them for other things. Mm -hmm. Well, they can be used for other things. Um, to be, to yeah. be honest, I'm 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 preferring your interpretation of how this is supposed to go. Uh, as opposed to what may be implied in the book, I like Mr. K's uh, just take three st uh, vehicle die, um, just designate three of the vehicle die that you're going to use as for the duel, and which, however many you have left over, you can make use of for other the other things as listed on those two pages. I like that better. Rather than committing all of the vehicle die... Yeah, I mean, why would you commit all the vehicle die just to get a higher roll when you've got all those other things, like the pluses for for uh, style die and, and the rest of it? Right. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying that, that I found it, found it odd since it, it, it says to pick the highest roll for your, your, 
your dual dice, and that's mm-hmm. not something. But then again, you don't usually have all these extra dice in a standard duel either. So that might be something to to bring up on the the like list just to be sure. But mm. uh, as 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 far as I know, a standard duel you would just and how I my interpretation of it is you would just take the like three dice and assign them, and you've got the reserve for other things. That's but how. I think I think I like that. I like that because otherwise, when would you ever get to use the di- uh, vehicle die for those other things? It has to be like that. You're yeah. saying you okay. res- put in a reserve pool of a sort? I'm confused now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, well, I mean, like, like in the the like last session when I did the like sniper from the the tops action during the the course of the late turn that required the spending of a a vehicle die and I also had to have the one kept back to declare that the borders were actually repelled once we had beaten them that's mm-hmm. you know, stuff like like that anyway okay two attack one defense spending one vehicle die to get ready to make the jump over to the other ship one vehicle die in reserve for See, did anybody have a uh, need for it based on the other uses? Because if not, I might go ahead and just drop it for an in, insightful command and add a like plus one to my uh, attack on this. That's fine by me. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's time to see if we can get the boarding party over there. Sound good? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see what the wolf comes up. Okay, so far the attack dice came up a total of ten. The defense die came up a total of two. So, so the ten plus my pirate is twelve and thirteen for the insightful command. As I start pointing out good landing places for the in for our incoming boarding party, and maybe even wave down our noble rook rider over there, um. Anum. Um, Adam, you muted mean... myself. Yes, yes, I muted myself. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, thirteen total on uh, thirteen total on the attack. Uh, two on defense. All right. I think I found the answer to our pro- to our. I mean, I know we solved it. So do I want to just leave it alone? Uh, let's let's uh, get through the encounter. Right, 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 right. And uh, yeah. See if um, see if any of this sticks to me. <laughs> All right, and I determined that I was going to use two for two for uh, attack and one for defense. Highest two, I get a five, and a two, five, six, seven. Plus two for the stolenest bodus. That makes nine. Plus. Who the hell is he? He's this guy. Uh, for what? For his... Well, what is he doing, actually? I have to declare some action that indicates an attack from the other ship. Right. Well, actually, what I have to do is roll roll to defend? Depends how they're defending. I just did this wrong. Disregard, well, they- that's, disregard the seven and the... Uh, the seven and the whatever that I just rolled, because I used three die, and I don't use three die. I use two. I just said that, and I ignored myself. Okay. 
All right. One, two, three, four, five. I just rolled two D6s as my vehicle die to defend. I got five. I can add to that two for the ship. I'll call two for my swashbuckling technique uh, as, uh, as bastard. Call Dune. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. So I got an attack of nine. And I get to roll one for defense. <laughs> Good. I rolled a one. <laughs> Plus four. Because of those two things that I already mentioned. Comes to a five. All right. That Your attack was 13. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. me here. Stop me here. I'm doing this wrong. I know it. It... On their roll, was their was their attack roll or their d- defense roll two dice? The attack roll was two dice. Okay, so and that was how much? That uh, totaled nine. Nine. Okay. If I can throw pirate in on that, that gives me um, the defense side of four. Mm-hmm. And something tells me I should use, if I can use the captain technique since I am actually leading people over there, I'm going to want to use a, a a bonus die rather than the straight plus one, if that's mm-hmm. all right. Do it up, sure. Okay, that's better. So that's five, that gives me, a, with a roll of five, that gives me a seven, which is a two difference so far? Uh, between, uh, yeah, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah seven... Oh, let's see. I'm going to take the two differences on myself. So I'm going to take one onto freedom. Storyhood. Yep. Just let's, and let, probably let us not if forget they're, page 240. Yes, and if they're 240... I'm a story hook. I'm yes, just like, yes, you know. yes, right. <laughs> See page 240. <sighs> <laughs> and I figure that he's going to be kind of flustered after all this, so he's taking one on his repartee as well. Other fort, fencing, repartee, okay. On the other hand, I'm pretty sure we got on the damn ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your attack was 13. <laughs> um, all right, so your motivation uh, is down to average, and repartee is down to average. Correct. Okay. So that that handles that handles the 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 attack part where um, you attacked, where they attacked and you defended. Now mm-hmm. we do the part where you attack and he defended. Your attack totaled uh, at, at this point thirteen. Right. His defense, and I, I invite anybody else to look at what uh, what I sent you as far as his character goes. Mm-hmm. I added plus four. Um, two for his schooner and two for his swashbuckling technique. I'm not inclined to add any more if he's got, but his total turned out to be five for defense. So that would uh, that would mean eight points of damage if he just takes it as is, which I have no problem with yeah. personally. Um, he, and this is he uh, could use um, probably use Merhorse as a uh, for a a bonus die in this case if he wants to try to up his total like I did on on our mm. d- defense over here yeah, that's I think maybe maybe he better do that 
So I have to remember what the hell he rolled. He rolled, started out with a five, so that was a three and a two. Let's replace the two with... Well, no, wait a minute. Well, oh, he yeah, only had horse. Merhorse is a technique. Merhorse yeah. is a technique, right? Yeah, and he he can either use that as a a straight plus one or for a like bonus die roll. Which if he rolls higher than his his current die hmm. for defense, he can use that roll instead. Yeah, it'll be easy because the one die he rolled, he rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my God, he rolled a one again. Uh-oh. I oh, guess it's just guy. meant to be. Yeah. yeah, this is it's, it's just like it says under his miscellany. He's a born loser, so. All right, let's. Uh, what the hell? He's going to let. He's going. All right, so it's eight. He's got to. He's got to absorb eight. Uh, he's going to let the ship take two of those. No, he's going to let the, the ship take three of those. He's going to let the ship get zeroed out, essentially, because he's <laughs> that kind of guy. He just doesn't give a crap. Uh, so yeah, the schooner goes from good plus two to average to minus two to below minus two, zeroing it out. Mm. Just, just wow, just by landing on it. Cool. <laughs> That's a hell of an attack. You guys must have been flinging some serious granados and stuff at it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the schooner takes three. Yeah. Three. Well, he can also. Take uh, the if he wants to do the whole bit, he could do the like ultra light ones too, at least to a certain um, amount. If he just wants to take it on the ship, well, he yeah, well he's taking uh, he's taking three of them on the ship. Three on the ship, okay, and he's gonna, so that leaves five then. Five uh, on him. All right, what can I do to this guy now? <laughs> His minions actually are gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, his minion fort is kind of useless. You killed them all already. Let's say ship captain minus two, so he gets to negative two on ship captain. And let's take uh, Shaku outcast as his uh, pass. That's two off of that. So he's at minus two for ship captain and minus two for Shaku outcast. All right. And that's uh, one rank left to... Motivation goes down to average on Destroy the Dome. Damn. Okay, so what we had there was the uh, was the clash, or something, or what the, he had a name for it. Yeah. The slamming yeah. of shields, or the pounding of fists, or whatever the hell. It was. <laughs> There's some point, some page where the, he had broken it down. Like bolted his face, or what, or or whatever. So so we have done the whole the whole cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what we end up doing here now is uh, uh, selecting a new distribution of dual dice. Again. Well, I theoretically give orders again, except that, well, actually at this point, uh, since we did successfully board, we can go in into standard duels with the folks on the ship itself. So we don't even have to do the ship-to-ship stuff anymore necessarily. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 one of the reasons I said good is because um, you're going to find this is going to be shorter than you thought. <laughs> okay. Uh, I yeah. thought you were saying good because you're like, because I am tired of messing with these rules. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean what, what's good about it is uh, 
<clears throat> first of all, the ship is zeroed out mm-hmm. and is like starting to sink towards the blue, not real fast. It's just like doing that slow, uh, you know, drop away. Uh, and also we because are as falling, we, we are, are falling. falling. Captain, the chronometer is running backwards. Um, yeah, can I change the laws of physics? <laughs> <laughs> the Sorry. Bondon spits over the edge of the ship and just shakes his head. Mm. <laughs> Killick just brushes tar onto the backstays. Highly uh, logical, Captain. Highly logical, Captain. <laughs> uh, what you find, actually, as you board, is uh, there is... There are there is no one on this ship but one uh, lone individual, um, medium height. He's wearing ceremonial robes of uh, some strange cult-looking type stuff. He's bald and has a very mad look, ma- uh, um, insane look on his face, pretty much. And is standing by a brazier on the deck. And there doesn't appear to be uh, anyone else, at least on uh, above deck, uh, doesn't appear to be anyone else on this schooner but him. And he is cackling. Ha ha, ha 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 ha. Always a bad sign. <laughs> um, Rape your out. <laughs> Go ahead. Can I, uh, once I see them boarding, can I, can Bakari and I swoop back? Just back onto the uh, onto the ship. I mean, swoop onto this ship that they've all. So we're all in one place essentially. Sure. Or at least have him hover while I leap off and get into the fray, because I don't think there's room for him to I, to uh, maneuver on the actual ship itself. I'm not sure how that's supposed to work. I think if uh, if you choose to land on uh, on the deck while mounted on your rook. You're perfectly free to do so. Okay. And I think uh, and you would treat a character mounted on a ruck as just an exceptionally big entity to deal with on board a ship. Right. But not this is not something outside the realm of possibilities. Obviously, the ruck knows how to get past the rigging and fly around right. um, to get onto a deck. Or, okay. as you said, you could dismount and the ruck could, uh, could fly patrol uh, around the ship. It's up to you. Yeah, I tell Bakari, you you keep patrol. I'm going to uh, enter the fracas myself. And uh, he nods, and I leap off once we're at a safe... <laughs> safe. Well, I have a wing cloak, so I don't even need to do it. I'll leap off and, and uh, kind of float gracefully down onto the, uh, onto the deck. Okay. All right, so what we've got essentially is a dual situation where the captain... This is a uh, this is this is kind of sad. But the part is left like back on the ship uh, at the wheel, and all he the closest thing he can come to uh, getting in on this fight is watching it on TV. I know. Well, kind of sad, but not necessarily. That's true. Prepare for ramming speed. Oh. <laughs> Plus, something yeah, can happen I mean, over here. It's best not to leave the ship totally undefended. That is that is true. That is true. Speaking of which, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, um, that's probably what his first attack is going to be. Oh, all right. 
let's de we're declaring a duel here. We are engaging this uh, this individual in the cult robes on the schooner by himself. Lone man, he's about to get the crap kicked out of him. Hey, hey. So, uh, in continuing in the tradition of uh, ironing out the mechanics for myself, uh, in in a situation where it's a duel between. Uh, one badass bad guy, and there's several of you. Let's just say, uh, um, well, obviously, Karuk and Captain Carlos Carlison on board the schooner. One person rolls, but the other person can add attribution, uh, can add fort points to assist. But if damage is taken, then it's taken by the person that's doing the rolling. So essentially what needs to be determined here is which one of you actually is going to physically engage this guy. I'm guessing that'll be me since I'm already kind of, kind of there with the rapier out saying, I guess this means you aren't yielding, so I will do the rolling. <laughs> yielding! Yielding! <laughs> he's uh, he's um, expending a lot of breath to cackle because that's one of his techniques. <laughs> mm. um, so no, he's not yielding. And I'm sorry, you said you were doing what? Well, uh, assigning uh, how many dice to defense and how many to attack? Two what attack, kind of a, one defense. Two attack, one defense. Okay, he's going to go for an all-out defense using all three for defense. And boy, he sure better. <laughs> and I guess I'm just going to go ahead and roll, and you can go ahead and roll. I think all that's right. Um, go. Yep. Okay. Huh. I think I'm going to use my uh, weapon rapier technique for that bonus die, because... <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was no good. Uh, three, four, five... See, see a roll of, of uh, three plus two for fencing. I don't know if pirate would come into it at all, but there's where I am. So I would call... I would say pirate comes into it. Okay, so that gives me... Uh, uh, seven. Three plus uh, you rolled a three plus two plus two for pirate. Um, and my bonus die from the rapier te technique got me nowhere. It rolled a uh, one, so that's no difference right. to things. Uh, and he rolled for defense. He rolled a four on one die, a four on another die, a three on another die. He has a plus two for uh, swashbuckling fort of Kaldun. He cannot use plus two for the ship because the ship is zeroed out. Mm -hmm. What else can he add to his defense? Four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen. And actually, the like ship wouldn't matter at 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 this point anyway. This is between. Oh, that's right. Yeah, be like two of us. So. That's right. Even if it wasn't zeroed out, he couldn't use the ship. Yeah. Good. Oh, Good. Oh, Correct. Not that it matters, but. <laughs> <laughs> and with this particular role, he did pretty well. Yeah, he rolled three die, and he got a four, a four, and a three, and he's adding plus two for Kuldoon. So it's 13 there, and I think I'm just going to leave it at 13. And three, four, five, six, seven. Your attack was a seven. Mm-hmm. So he defended, definitely. The difference is five there, right? Yeah. So who gets to narrate that? How actually... Now, hang on yet. We're not done. Because... If the two of you are ganging up on him, which you should, <laughs> that means that... But that's uh, bad form, sir! Not in this case, I don't know. 
This is this is you, first of all, you've landed on a ship that was has been sailing away from you uh, with no particular means of support, i.e., wind. Um, this is a cult-looking guy in cult robes with a bald head and a nasty face standing by a brazier, and no one else around. You got to figure this guy's got a little bit more going for him than just your average Joe. And what so did I the would think. What say about uh, what we were supposed to do when we encountered the ship with the mystical? How many who? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? It just said we'd face it. Oh. It, it, didn't it? It didn't say we had to... Okay, I thought we were supposed to take the guy or something. Let's, uh... Let's, uh, we can... Let's see. Let's see a review here. Mm-hmm. You will encounter a vessel of great power and strangeness. Deal with it as you wish, but be told it carries a passenger who must be taken into your protection he will go willingly. He will offer you no harm. You will know the vessel by its unspeakably strange and powerful ward of protection. No other ship of the seven skies possesses such an odd miracle of the mystic arts. Lots okay. of ships. Let me just say, as a, as a, um, the weenie that put this together, <laughs> there's, there's lots of ships out there. This just happens to be the one that showed up after the after the uh, glider crashed into your boat. Yes, but it's also sailing without any visible means of doing so. Okay. And uh, just uh, so you know, as part of the metagame thing that is trying to help me straighten out how this... No, honestly, uh, sending the information to you about this guy, Coldoon, on the schooner. Okay. Nickname, nickname Bastard. Pegasus, Master, plus six. Plus six. Yeah, meaning that, uh, uh, in my interpretation of that, it means that he has actually been moving this ship along. Ah, gotcha. I was trying to remember which one the Pegasus was. Now I know. I know yeah. in this half the battle. Yeah. So, yeah, but what I was saying was, this doesn't have to stay at... Your attack doesn't have to stay at five. Anything that uh, Karuk can add to this uh, without rolling die... Or adding die, for that matter. Yeah. Oh, I can I can oh. add. Well, I really can't. Can I add dice? I can add modifiers because um, he had his three. Yeah, the two of you are fighting threw, this guy. To I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, we also threw in pirate, right? Yeah. Well, okay, wait a so minute. I've got three. I've got plus two for rapier. Or fencing. Oh, fencing. Like fencing. Plus two and for pirate. Pirate. So that's a seven that I'm at right now. Because I don't have anything else that will go in on that just yet. Four, five, six, seven. Okay, seven. Oh, I'm looking at the five as the difference between seven and thirteen. All right. Yeah, you can bring this seven up by adding uh, what, what actually can Karuk add. I thought he could add die too because well, it's just a question of who rolls. and. Um, well, I could... Well, I already said I plunked on the, on the deck, so I can't do that. I can't retcon. Um... I'm looking for your car- here we go. Damn, that would have been cool too. Well, I can use I can still if I can find a way to do it, I can still use ruck rider even though I'm not on my ruck because that incorporates fencing and other crap in there with it as part mm-hmm. of the training of a ruck rider. I will uh, run at him with my sword drawn and uh try to get in a couple of good licks while Carlson is dealing with him as well. And I'll add that. That'll add the plus four 
to that? I think actually, um, yes, that is part of what happens, obviously, because the two of you are trying to take this guy down, and it is precisely as you said. Your plus four gets added to the seven. Uh, you also happen to come to the very, very obvious conclusion that this is a Khaldun, <laughs> uh-huh. um, just based on what he's doing, uh, which means that uh, you've got a chain technique of versus Khaldun. That's, yes, I do. That's right. I, which means, <laughs> myself, which means that the captain can roll another die to, uh, to or am I wrong here? No, you're, I think you're right. And I'm going to also um, put some speed, because I have to run over to him in order to, because I just landed on the deck. I, I don't, so I will mm-hmm. factor in Griffin as well to enhance my speed at getting, at, you know, at plus four, seven, four, five, six. It's really kind of funny. That's we talked about when the very first time we met, we talked about how cool it is to fail to get all this cool stuff to build up later. And every every single encounter, it's kind of like, like, oh, how, how do I win this? How do I win this? How do I win this? And I don't blame anybody because hell, who the hell wants to lose? Mm-hmm. It's a it's like a reflex action that you're trying to stop. All right, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Adding Griffin, which is perfectly acceptable. Uh, look at the Griffin. Would bring it to 13. Oh, I thought it was 13. Matches the defense. No, it's uh, it it if uh, if Mark rolled a three and adds plus two for fencing, plus two for pirate, that brings it to seven. Your plus four for ruck rider is brings 11. it to 11, and uh, plus two for gift of the griffin brings it to 13. But if I use that technique that you just mentioned versus Coldoon, he can add another. He can roll a die and replace. One of them. Precisely what you said. Would you like to do that? Sure. All right. Ah. <laughs> Another one. Oh. So no, it's it isn't right. going to change. Another okay. one bites the dust. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So he, uh, you, you're attacking your defense match. Which is still a uh, successful... Yeah, I mean, it ends up... Right, but there's a thing in there. I think, somebody takes, I think we each take a failure rank at that point, if I remember correctly. Kind of like... Because we're reflecting the fact that he got his attack in, but we got our defense in, so everybody basically got a little... Let me just see if I can find no, a rope. He didn't. He didn't attack at all. He spent all three of his dice on defense. Oh, well then... Well, he's, oh, he still gets we, a sort of attack. I mean, he, he doesn't get any dice. He, he just gets his like basic mods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it may not do much, but but he can okay. still attack. Oh, that's right, because you still have one die to roll for defense, mm-hmm. which right. was a five. Well, then all he get really gets is a plus two. Uh, where is he? If he's got no dice set aside for uh, for attack, then all he can do is add a add a mod. In this case, uh, swashbuckling technique of Kuldoon, which is plus two. Mm-hmm. But if he's attacking using his gift of the dragon, which is a chain technique to his swashbuckling. Then he gets a bonus die. He does actually get to roll a die. Oh, all right. And good for, good for, good for him. He rolled a one. (laughs) So he essentially, in his minimal, almost non-attack, it remains so, because he rolled a one using his uh, gift of the dragon. And 
And uh, what does Dragon do? Is that the... That's the fire uh, thing. The, the fire thing. Okay, so I can kind of see him... He's chanting uh, by the brazier to try and control uh, and direct flame from mm-hmm. the brazier to actually the Moya's Revenge. Uh-huh. He's aiming it at uh, the ship that Pard is on. I feel terrible. Yeah. Andros, I'm not... You know, <laughs> it's like... The, the, there's this, yeah. There's a, something about the mechanic in this game. It's like, what do you do? Maybe I guess it's really. I, I should really have thought of something better than just a guy on a ship, because he's got no minions left to send after you guys. Well, see, the way that I'm um, kind of seeing this happening is, is I kind of got in in the the, the, the way there. So his attack may be singed to the, uh, the like wing cloak or something, hmm. which would, would 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 indicate the like failure rank that I took in the. Matching attack, uh, I would take that to a pirate. Mm-hmm. And uh, did, did did we have to do a maneuver to stop dead, or is our ship still moving? I think you, you cut, successfully oh. parked it a, across their bow. You you uh, navigated okay. it to correct position already. Okay. So you did your job so well that it's kind of like, okay, now what does Pard get to do here? Unless I send something after part, then that's a player that's kind of left out of the. Yeah, I can participate somewhat in the in the defense of the ship with the the merhorse thing. Yeah. Well, in the future, what's going to happen? Well, my, there my is idea that. here, if, if he had been successful in sending his attack out, so I should have done it's just two for defense and one for attack. If he had been successful in sending his attack out, he would have set fire to, uh, uh, tried to set mm-hmm. fire to the sails of the uh, Moya's Revenge giving the crew there at least the challenge of putting the flames out. But anyway, you said uh, yeah. you're right, your attack was 13. Between Karuk and the captain, their attack was 13 on Bastard. Mm-hmm. Bastard's defense was 13, which so is a, t- a tie. He, he, gets a single, he, gets a single rank, he takes a single rank of damage from that. I just okay. found that. Right, okay. So, yeah. All right, one failure. Okay, so... Uh, and I didn't take the like failure rank, or or did I? Don't I don't think you do. I don't think you do at all. No, no you don't. In uh, it, PC it, versus okay. NPC, the uh, PC always wins. Yeah, the PC wins, and the t- and because it's a tie, the other person only takes one rank. I don't know. Let's see. Does it say whether it's a failure rank or a wound rank? I would say. I call says, it a wound uh, rank. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were the two of you are in fact trying to wound. kick his ass. Exactly. So. Uh, he's going to take that on... Wow, he's already minus two on Captain. Yeah. Pegasus Master, he's going to take, uh, he's going to take his rank from Master down to, uh, what, Expert? Mm-hmm. I just got a text message from Mick Bradley that went away faster than I could read it. Damn, I hate when he does that. Now I have to go find that at some point. Something about, I think, I think they're doing, uh... They're doing S7S on Skype as well, <laughs> which is pretty slick. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wish them better luck with the with the vehicular uh, combat rules than we've had. Uh, it'll it, it it's it's got to smooth out. I, oh, I yeah. hope it'll smooth out yeah. because holy crap, I'm going to be listening to this. Let me tell you, I don't know how many times. <laughs> well, as far as the ship goes, if we don't think that. Ravina's gonna go running off in the the like ship on us. He could always throw a a zip line over and 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 like come help us. Hard good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you do. It's like 
That is true. Got, as, as a player, you're not locked to the navigation wheel. Sure, and we've got Nikki's character to keep an eye on things. Hell yeah. Okay. That's sure, we'll see what I can do. Okay, so he dropped from Pegasus to Expert as taking that uh, taking that rank of damage from his from the Tide attack defense thing. Where am I here? Yes. He goes down to plus four. Okay. And that took care of another that took care of another round essentially. Mm-hmm. And you defended quite easily against a one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to, but I just as soon not bother with a a roll on sliding down a zip warp if you uh, get a harpoon over to the uh, ship hard. Yeah. Because okay. I'm 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 inclined to include that with uh, Z- uh, Zafiri's earlier success, uh, earlier successful roll on the boarding party in general. You don't have to get through. You don't have to get through boarding netting. You don't have to get through uh, any kind of a defense of. Uh, crew, it's just a question uh-huh. of getting over to the other ship, so th- th- I, I don't see a point in rolling for that unless you want to. Yeah, I, I, th- I suppose that could be covered under Skyscaler. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I will do that. That sounds good. Get into the action. Alright, the three of you now are on deck with this bastard whose name is Bastard. So... <laughs> We're gonna get back. Let's. Uh, so we go back to the top with this, uh, with the dual setup. Mm-hmm. He is going to go. I think. All out attack. He's gonna okay. do three die for attack. All out attack. So it's pretty obvious oh, then. Yes, he's sir. not the one spoken of. Hmm. That's pretty obvious then. He's not the one spoken of. Is not meaning us any harm. Well, he hasn't been all that nice up to this point either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one well, attack to defense. I'm sorry, you said one attack, two defense? Yes. Okay. Boy, howdy. Alright, his, uh, his, um, his attack ends up being, uh, he rolled a six. A six. And a three. For a 15, plus 2 for Kuldun. Wait a minute. 12, 13, 14, 15. Yes, plus 2 for Kuldun. 17. Wow. <laughs> huh. And I think that's a, that's about it. He doesn't need to re-roll anything. He's not going to use any of his techniques for a re-roll. And he is chanting and uh, trying to invoke uh, some flames in your guy's direction. All right. Um, for defense, I rolled a three and a one, and I don't guess fencing would do any good against a gout of fire, would it? Well, it hasn't actually. He's in the process of trying to. Well, no, you're right. He is. He's sending a gout of fire at uh, uh, in, in a kind of a gasoline explosive wave at you guys. It's kind of swashbuckling, right. is it? This is very swashbuckling, but. Uh, I meant his possible defense, yeah. So what was that total again? His total was 17. Uh, your regular, your die total is 4. Yeah. Are you I still don't exactly your, see the uh, wing, cloak? wing cloak. Yeah. Uh, theoretically, although I, I, I think I, I kind of mentioned in the narration from the last thing that, like, 
Well, since, since we weren't doing the, the like mutual failure ranks, I guess I, I do still have it on. I would, uh, I'd be willing to substitute a plus two for um, just holding up a wing of the wing cloak in front of you uh, in the place of fencing. Okay. Cool. Unless so you'd like to do, unless you'd like to do something else. That is, that is absolutely fine. So that's. Okay. Plus two, plus two for so pirate. That brings it to eight. So that's only a nine rank difference. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, he rolled pretty damn good for a change. He had those ones, and, that, and then he rolled a six, a six, and a three. And I added his Kuldoon thing in. This is the point where uh, anybody that's got techniques, style die, or anything they want to do can add their pluses, their mods, and rerolls for technique to uh, to the fray. Okay, um, I've got while defending a crewmate. Ooh, that's uh, that's an automatic reroll. That's an automatic die in there for a reroll if you want, Mark. All right, all right. That uh, five is going in the place of that of that one, so that's yeah. an eight roll. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Excellent, twelve. Which is a difference five, which is a lot better. Hell yeah. Okay, and um, Par, do you have other mods that you can? I'm looking for your. Where's okay, your sheet? We got Mer- Merhorse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merhorse would allow you the swiftness to know where um, the hottest part of the flame can be, or not be, and duck mm. high uh, or low. That's a plus two. That brings it to fourteen. Yeah. I don't Karuk. know if a repartee-style skill would help in this case or not. <laughs> um, well, what did, you, did you have something? To, do you want to say something anyway? Uh, I'm sorry, Kirk. One second. No worries. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, something, something clever about flame. Let's see. That didn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> But it doesn't have to make sense, does it? Not particularly. I mean, because, you could because, try, because we're talking Zen. Um, you, could go, you could go for the bad pun, but I think that's yeah. our department. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something Zen would be really cool. Yeah. I fell into a burning ring fire. <laughs> <laughs> no copyright infringement was intended. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just say to him. Oh, I, I tell him why he uses flame when his true element is water, and see what he makes of that. Okay, he makes an expression, <laughs> and in order for you to know what the expression is, you have to have seen everything you wanted to know about sex, but were afraid to ask the Woody Allen film, and specifically, mm. it's Gene Wilder as the therapist in the office, just after the guy sits down and tells him that he's in love with his sheep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it would sense, it would be Gene Wilder's face at that point. And <laughs> while this Kuldoon doesn't much look like Gene Wilder at all, that's the expression you get. It's like what? <laughs> um it doesn't assist you in any way in the defense, but it certainly gives him something to think about uh just before he gets his ass kicked and by the way take a style die for that. Thank you very much. Um, 
Um, where were we? Kuruk, yes. We, we are at 14. We're close to uh, matching at least his... Wait a minute. No, we're not. <laughs> 15, 16, 17. We're three points away from at least matching this guy's attack with our defense. I shouldn't say things like that, should I? You. You are close. <laughs> not we, because I, have, I, of course, am indifferent and just don't care what happens at all. I'm totally indifferent. <clears throat> I don't know what... Uh if it How was you attacking this guy, what would you apply? What mods would you apply in your in your uh, defending against this guy? What mods would you apply from your own character? Griffin. Um, I how is I, I kind of zoned because we were so intent on the rule mechanic. How how is he attacking? What is he Un doing? Yeah, unfortunately, his attack is a gout of fire. A gout okay, of fire, yeah. sorry, that's where the ring of fire thing came from. Okay. My, my apologies. I don't usually fall prey to that, but I did this time. Um, and Griffin Gift does apply, I think, because uh, uh, hitting the deck or, or, yeah, essentially hitting the deck with the least flame and the most... Yeah, would, it be, would it be out of line to, um, because he can move so blurringly fast with his gift, for him to kind of dive to the deck taking uh, Zamfir? <laughs> No. That's How not did right. the king of the pan flutes get on this boat? <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> Crap. Uh, He's that passenger. Zephira. Zephiri. Oh, Zephiri, is that it? Yes. Yes. Sorry. It's not you. It's just I am bad with, trust me, listen to Cartoon Action Hour and you will see a whole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a review all in one. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I I'm not. I'm funny. not sure what to make of that, but I'll just <laughs> plow on. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> what do you, you? What do you want to do? You want to uh, um, dive to the deck, knocking him down, since he's taking the. You know, he's my captain, um, mm -hmm. and, and taking him down with with me, so that we can try to. Uh, you know, as the flame spouts. Okay, and that is making use of which. That is making use of Griffin, which is good. Abs absolutely. It also earned you another style die oh. for good form. Thank you very much. Um, Where is he? Style die. Okay. And I think I'm going to just take that and use it to, because uh, we still are only... One point to match. Oh, we're only one. Well, crap. I don't want to... Do I have anything else that I can use? Not... Really? And I really don't want to... so eat. close to that brazier, of course. <laughs> um, it says right here. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is that exactly? The, it's, a, it's a big uh, metal grating filled with hot coals. Oh, well, let's see. That would be kind of combining an attack and defense in the same... I don't know if that's legal. I don't think it is, because we've already done... Save... Our... Well, what, what, yeah, we're trying the, to uh, applying towards that, save for the attack roll. Okay, mm, so we'll be so, doing that next. Okay, so let me see here. Is there anything? Hang on, I need to see my sheet real quick, and I don't want to slow this fast-paced encounter down. Um, let me check real quick. Do I have any other... Ooh, you know what? Wait a minute. Could this be considered boosting a... a or did I still have that technique? Um, that's... No, I don't. Also, hang on a sec. Oh, wait a minute. We already used that, didn't we? 
Or did yes, we? I do have that technique. Would this be a case of uh, boosting strength to feats of strength? That's more okay, speed, down. though. That's yeah, that's stretching it a bit. I will be the first to admit. Um, did we already I... use versus Caldoon in this one? Oh, that's right. You can use that each turn, can't you? Yeah. And this is a new I round. Think I can. So yes, so actually we allow... have not. So that would put a plus one right there, or we can have or another mark. Or Mark can roll a die again if he wants to. Yeah. Well, rolling the die is a fifty-fifty, and as it is, we only need one more point to successfully right. defend, right? Right. True. Because if we win, done. If we defend, okay. we don't have to worry about taking because we're player characters. By God, we're right. big damn heroes. We don't have to worry about taking. <laughs> okay. His all-out attack of seventeen was met by the three heroic. Uh, uh, borders from the Moya's Revenge, and um, um, to, to put it in Latin, he's Uskrade. He takes <laughs> another. He takes another failure rank. Uh, not failure rank. A uh, wound rank. He takes another wound rank from having not uh, attacked successfully. Onto what? What's he? Where is he gonna? Let's kick him in the nudges. Where I, is he? I don't know if he... Well, it doesn't matter. We'll just do it that way. I don't know if he has to if, yeah. if he... if Because he was... Um, because we, we equaled his attack. So I don't think he takes one from... No. It's like... Oh, yeah. I see. No. But the, but we do have the attack side coming up. Since he exactly. all out... Since, since he all, all out defended, Attacked. he has zero oh, dice. Yeah, correct. Uh, all out attacked. That means I have no dice left for defense, meaning all I have is mods left for defense. All right. So in the course of this, I'm here with the combination of the wing cloak and the gigantic hat, you know. I've suspended off some of the outer flame, and he comes rolling in, bowling me over. But what this gives me the opportunity to, to do is to then execute a like, roll underneath the, the like, flames from there, with a thrust upwards with the rapier as I get next to him. Damn. So that's how the attack's going to end up looking. I rolled a five. Pirate plus two. If we are counting pirate on that, that's, that's plus two. Plus two for, for fencing. And he has the rapier, and if I don't know if this would fit insane attempt or not. That's up to you, Anum. You're uh, yeah. You're getting up right up and close and personal to an unknown. Yeah, um, who is who is throwing fire around? Who is throwing fire around? So <laughs> I call that. And, an and, and, and this is after I have been knocked over to keep me from mm -hmm. being hit by said flame, and yet I keep rolling towards the guy, rolling on the deck, <laughs> and then thrusting upwards at him. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Captain Cinema ain't in it. Five. Six, seven, <laughs> it's absolutely five, amazing. Ten. Eleven. Since I'm just as well off, I missed just the taking the like here. plus ones. I'm sorry, I missed it's, a number it's, it's in the, here. Your original like, roll was is, original is a five. five. Uh, plus two for fencing. We're plus adding two ins insane well, attempt. Well, let's see. Well, let's see. It's, uh, it's like plus two for fencing, plus two for, for, for pirate, right? Ah, okay. That's the one I missed. Okay, so All that's right. nine. And then nine. if I just use the, the, the plus ones for both of these, that's... 11. Or I oh. could go ahead and, and well, it's not going to matter because, I mean, I'm better off just getting the, like, plus ones rather than trying to re-roll the one die that I've already done really good on. So, 11. 
Okay, so the uh, the attack is 11. Does and can anyone else throw... Yeah, does anyone else want to throw anything else onto this? Exactly. Well, I had a cool idea, but I don't know if I want to do it with you being so... Well, that just makes the intent attempt more insane. Just do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay, what is this... What is it called? Brazier thing? Brazier. Uh, big, Brazier. Yeah, big metal, big metal grate. It's mounted, actually... It's on a metal stand that's bolted to the deck of the ship. Well, you know what? That's because that's thanks to my... my uh, oh, crap. I can't use that this turn. Damn it. Well, hmm. Use what? My griffin thing again, because I already used it for... Oh, no, so I didn't. I was going to. to. I, I didn't use the griffin strength boosting thing because I didn't feel like that was false, so I can use that for this. Okay, I'm going to take my hook hand and and wrench <laughs> the, the, the brazier over onto using my... Because I'm pretty sure this thing is bolted down, like you said, so I'm going to need it. Using my boosted strength from the griffin gift... I'm gonna mm-hmm. use. I'm gonna wrench the brazier over onto uh, this guy, the bastard. Onto this bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had to say it, and uh, that will not only hopefully kick the bejesus out of him, but it'll also add <laughs> to the flame already, <laughs> which which we may which may be the downside of this whole thing. But who cares? It's swashbuckling. We can get around that. Um, adding to the flame that is already beginning to engulf this area of the ship, thanks to his gout of fire. Assuming I don't roll suckly. So really, I should say I, I grab the brazier... Brazier? It's been pronounced like <laughs> I was waiting for that to happen. I knew if I kept saying it, that was going to happen. I think it's actually right? spelled that way, too. Oh, okay, well, then maybe that mm. is... But uh. anyway, I'm going to grab that and attempt... <laughs> Or no, I'm just adding mods. So do I roll or do I not roll? I think just, just adding add mods. mods. Yeah. yeah. And then I, damn it, I do it. I push the thing over, and that would be, um, that would be what the hell would it be? Would it My, be? Uh, is it plus two for Griffin gift, and plus two for feats of strength? Uh, no, well, feats of strength is a technique. Feats of strength is a technique to enhance yeah. the Griffin gift. So it's plus okay, two so for the Griffin gift, and, and plus uh, one for the technique. Right. Or, a, yeah, because you don't want to re-roll the one. 11, 12, 13, so, yeah, 14. All oh, that cool crap and only plus 13. <laughs> this guy's got no defense die, and you've already got a 14 <laughs> attack on him. <laughs> Pard, you want to uh, finish um, <laughs> smearing this mustard <laughs> of a guy across the bread of his ship? <laughs> sure, I, I, I have a question. Yes, sir. Um, Okay. Does he, by any chance, have a uh, bucket of water nearby? You have style die, don't you? I have a style <laughs> die. There is, um, by the nighthead, a uh, a bucket from. Uh, yes, yes, there is uh, for that style die. Okay. A bucket of water. I will. Oh, what a world! Casual. What a world! <laughs> yes, casually. <laughs> Walking, um, walking softly, and mm-hmm. with um, deliberation and meditation, and pick up that bucket and pour it on the coals that have just been spilled. Can I feel free to veto this if you wish? Hmm. But I want to say it and see how you react. 
As mm. he picks up the bucket of water, he takes a sip just before he dumps the rest of it over. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's not the sort of... Maybe so, yeah. <laughs> not up to me, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing it well, out there. I'm not trying to control d- your character. <laughs> So that actually was a bucket of actual water. Yeah, I mean they keep they keep that by they keep that the uh, the wingmen aren't okay. alive to use it anymore. But yeah, All okay, right, yeah. So we're, we're, we Pick up the bucket, is... <laughs> check it. It seems good water. Take a small mm-hmm. sip and throw it on the coals. Okay, that's another three. Yeah, because it's uh, walks is swashbuckling four to plus two. I had yep. it added to the 14, 15, 16. Uh, while eating and drinking, you were drinking. That's another <laughs> plus one. Uh, 17. <laughs> 17. And he's going to... <laughs> he's going to... I mean, aside from, like, oh, die. The- uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I could... Well, I've already used the... Uh, one hand clapping Zen comment thing this round, so I can't do that now. <laughs> so I was just going to add more insults to the. Um, that actually action. is a question. Uh, you, you, we, you used it on the attack. Yeah. But can you use. Wait a minute. No, you used it on the. No, you. I used it, use it uh, once. Right. Yeah, okay. okay. I used it on to defend the captain, right? Okay. Okay, um, no problem. All right, so he's got to somehow. Well, let's see. Let's see how badly 17, <laughs> 17 wound ranks. Uh, oh, uh, don't forget that badly. He, he does get his base mods first. Yeah, all right. <laughs> what has he got left? There's a nighttime a- jungle forest happening. Sorry, sorry. His base Some- mods that... Minus two, plus two, one, two, three. I'm not even going to bother with the math on this. I'm not even going to bother with the ranks on this. I mean, forget about it. Well, he's got techniques, though. He could conceivably use some of those and get dice to roll. I don't, I don't know. Did, did, well, he, did he actually allow... Shut up. Oh, your devices are are are, are dissing you. <laughs> You're being dissed by your devices. Uh, no, honestly, actually, if if he's if he did if he went for an all-out attack with three dice, is he allowed to make use of techniques chained to his uh, to anything or free to come up with die to roll for defense? I would think so. Yeah, because he's still using the technique. He has mods to add. So if he uses the techniques in conjunction with those, he can use that to gain a... Yeah, a, um, yeah so long as the techniques weren't used in the attack. If he did use them in the attack, then, right. they, they're, then mm-hmm. they're already used. But at least, at least that's my understanding of it. Um, that's my understanding as well. So Because of that, that way, if someone does declare all-out attack, they're not completely kiboshed. You know, they have some ways of potentially, you know, he won't be able to okay. absorb all of them, but he might be able to absorb a few, gonna, especially since he's a Kuldoon, for God's sake. 
What the hell, just to be fair, just so that he's not this completely paper pushover, he's going to try and do some stuff here. He's going to apply his motivation of destroy the dome of plus two. Am I reading that correctly? Does that mean he basically wants to destroy the entire world as we know it? Is that the uh, dome he's referring to? Yes, the cult spawn of the utter night. That is their ultimate, uh, ultimate wow. goal. Didn't I wonder he... where they want to live. Didn't he take some of, of of his damage on that earlier, though? Oh, you're right. He's at zero on that. Well, actually, yeah. So, okay. He can't use that. Never mind. You're right. Thank you for remembering that. It's right in front of my face, and I didn't look at it. What is what what is there here that doesn't have a zero next to it or a minus <laughs> two? Yeah. His nationality has nothing to do with whether he's going to get his kick right now or not. <laughs> the only thing he's got left is plus two for Khaldun. And uh, I'm going to say that something or other must strike him as pretty funny because he's still cackling. cackling. All right. Uh, you know what? A plus two on Pegasus Master because he's going to try and rise above the situation. So let's give him uh, six here. Actually, it's Pegasus Ma Pegasus Expert because he took two ranks of that. When he was uh, expert, correct. You're right. Or one, I mean. One I'm reading my that. original note of, uh, before the plus mm. six. You're right. Pegasus Expert at plus four giving a plus six, and he's going to, um, yeah, because he's cackling, I'm going to use that one technique die to try a defense. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hell, even if he rolls a six, he's still toast. He rolls a three. So, uh, yeah, eight. <laughs> eight ranks of damage. And he's got no place left to run, no place left to hide. Where run to, bastard? He is a uh, bastard. <laughs> Bastard has collapsed upon the deck unconscious. And holy crap, folks, it's 25 after 10. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No wonder she was calling me. I was supposed to have dinner with them at 7-ish. Oh, dear. Because oh, <laughs> I figured, you know, 7-ish, that would mean, you know, 15 minutes here or there. All right. Listen, guys, I'm sorry for how long this... No, no, it was fun. That's all right. She kind of... I mean, I just... I didn't want it to be another one of those things where I just let the thing go by and let it happen and not know exactly what was going on. This, um, listening to this and getting this done is extremely helpful to me, and I hope it uh, it brought up some questions that we didn't know the answers to and clarified some stuff. And and it wasn't a replay of the last chip encounter, which I think would have sucked. Yeah. Well, and I think we're starting to get more of the hang of it because I noticed our descriptions of actions and stuff are getting a lot more uh, flowery. As yeah. we get more familiar with this, so I think that's that's awesome. Sure. Yeah, and the fact yeah. that they're happening at all is a good sign too. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> early on okay. it's kind of like I'm just dealing with numbers. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andros. So if we can wrap this up quickly, I have a question. Yes, sir. Um, are we are we going to capture this guy alive? And secondly, is there anyone else alive somewhere else on the ship? That... I'll answer one and not the other. Um, okay. he, he is not dead. He is uh, zeroed mostly out on dead. the deck. He's mostly dead. <laughs> Correct, exactly. That's the way I should exactly. have put it. Um, uh, whether or not there's anyone else on this ship is something that will we'll have to be found out in the next session. <laughs> this helped me a whole hell of a lot. Thank you, guys. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, we better get the cal calendars out and let Eric get to dinner. So where are we here? Oh, I can also already tell you that there's no freaking way the scenario I have planned is ever going to get done this year. 
<laughs> There's going to have to be well, a hell of a lot of exposition from some people. Very now that fast. we have the like hang of it, though, maybe that'll move things that's along a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. I, that's possible. Because yeah. I don't so, want you to. I don't. I don't want you to have to sacrifice your scenario for just. Be, I mean, if it takes longer than four or five sessions, I'm. I don't care if you guys don't shoot. This is. This yeah. is cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I, 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 if, if it takes longer than five sessions, then I'm going to strive to get it done in six, because it's, uh, otherwise it's, unless people are just having a total blast and don't want it to end, which I kind of doubt, because you can get tired of everything. Uh, me too. But, nah. anyway. We'll worry uh, about that when it happens. We've got three more to go. September, September 9th? Is that when two weeks from now is? Wow, is it really? Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. far into September? I guess I keep forgetting it's, like, the 26th. Yep. Okay, is that okay for everybody? September 9th. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, fine. All right. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. two weeks from tonight, September 9th, we will find out uh, what's up with this guy and what's on the uh, what's in this ship, who's in this ship, if anything, and hopefully uh, Nikki will be able to return and uh, resume Ravena Mystiere. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Rock on. All right. Have yep. a super. Okay. Have super two weeks. You too. Okay. All right. I'll see you guys. On the other side. See you guys on the other side of Dragon Con. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Enjoy. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, if you want to send, email me a mailing address, I'll send you a, a picture CD. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Sure. Okay. Excellent. And okay. See you all then. Yep. All right. All right. Take it easy, guys. Mm -hmm. Yep. Take care. Bye. Bye. Take care. So, there it was. I know for me, it was an invaluable session for working out the kinks and lightening up the darker spots of my game understanding, and hopefully, hopefully we settled on the right answers. I think we did to most of how things, most of, uh, most of the way of, uh, things are supposed to be done around Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. And I hope it was, uh, I hope it still remained entertaining for you. Thanks again to Atomic Sock Monkey Press, Evil Hat Productions, and Chad Underkoffler for Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. Thanks to the Gutter Skypes for another fine session, and thanks to you for downloading and listening. Next week in episode 25, we return to the animated lunacy of Cartoon Action Hour. So until then, thanks again, and see you then. <laughs>